Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. What degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100% indelible in the hippocampus is the laughter, having fun at my expense. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. I don't need to be forgiven. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life Hold this seat open and hope you win in 2020. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. You're looking for a fair process? You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. I don't agree with that. Gag free over he is. I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. All right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. I had advertised, I think last Sunday and on Wednesday, that Roaming Millennial would join the stream tonight, but there was a scheduling conflict and obviously that is not the case. So apology to those who may have been Looking forward to that, but the show must go on, and of course the news goes on, and I find it increasingly difficult to maintain pep and optimism and even comedy, because this Kavanaugh stuff, and I know that a lot of people are probably tired of it, it's all I've been talking about in video, I know you just uploaded on, like, can we coexist as a country type themes. Yeah, short answer, no. This, there's a lot of dismay and a lot of um, pessimism and just a lot of negativity around this. And I don't blame anybody who feels that way. And, and so do I. So we're going to go through the hearing and then we're going to go through uh, what what's happened in the aftermath on Friday, because, of course, the Judiciary Committee gets together to advance Kavanaugh and Flake lives up to his name and flakes out. And there's going to be an FBI investigation. <sighs> Meanwhile, this all just buys time for more smearing, more nonsense. J- the, I'm excited to talk about this SNL stuff that that, what aired on Saturday night live and their premiere last night. I thought it was, listen, I get it. Like I have a pretty, I, I I can accept a broad range of comedy, I suppose you could say, but I I didn't find this funny at all. I thought this was actually in very poor taste, borderline immoral what they're doing. It's just, it's just thinly veiled political activism throwing what, as far as we can prove is an innocent man under the bus. How am I supposed to laugh at this? It's awful. It's terrible. So we'll go through all all of the Kavanaugh hearing stuff in the aftermath. Uh, Also in news this week, Bill Cosby goes to prison. And of course, media can't help but compare him to Kavanaugh. Bill Cosby, Brett Kavanaugh, basically the same. We'll take a look at that. I'm so Um, tired, Skag. I'm so tired. And then if that doesn't get you pessimistic enough about the state of political civility in this country... We will take a look at Ted Cruz getting harassed at a restaurant, Maxine Waters style. You see him around, 
confront them. Let them know they're not welcome. So we'll take a look at that. Don Lemon says uh, it's what you sign up for when you're in politics, when you're a senator. This is what you sign up for. Ooh, slippery slope, what we're doing here. But if there is one piece of optimism or something fun to talk about, it is the hoax hate tonight. I think this is... Our hoax hate is the most optimistic point of the show. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. I think this is the most compelling case of hoax hate that we have had since... I had to look this up to remind myself, but it was about a year ago. Do you remember that guy who worked at a church and he broke into the church's cash register, wherever they store store their money, they're safe. Yeah. So he could finance his crack addiction. (laughs) He needed to go get some crack. (laughs) So he made multiple trips, breaking into the church at which he worked. Then he had to cover it up. So he spray painted N words all over the church (laughs) and said, some racist did it. Okay. I I think, I don't know if this case that we have tonight uh, beats that case, but I think it's up there in the, the top tier of the hoax hate hall of fame. So stay tuned at the end of the show or something I hope might rival that case. Interesting twist in this particular hoax hate case. And of course, uh, we'll take Super Chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because of course, we are no good low down money grabbers. YouTube or Streamlabs works. Streamlabs is functioning again, for those of you who prefer that. Uh, It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. If you want to take the show on the go in the audio format, you can do that pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. I do have some artwork before we move into the Kavanaugh stuff. All right. Might cheer you up. On Wednesday, we had, uh, I think it was in the context of talking about like whether or not we should, you know, split, split countries, basically. And we referred to California as the People's Republic of Butt-Stuffistan. <laughs> well, Joseph made a nice map of the People's Republic of Butt-Stuffistan for us. Oh, and I really like the flag. Wednesday was. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah. Really like the flag and their hero, Michelle Wolf, presumably. Maybe their governor. <laughs> But the rainbow flag, the rainbow grizzly with the hammer and sickle is a nice touch. Yeah, I like it. So thank you, Joseph. Uh, Wordy the bird sent us a couple Hale Hortler flags. These are, <laughs> these are pretty nice. You know, actually, what the most offensive thing about these flags? First of all, the, the swastikas are way too good to be hoax hate swastikas. Yeah. Those are a little too close to be actual hoax hate swastikas. But I didn't realize this until I took a closer look. Do you know whose body that is that we're photoshopped onto? It's David Hogg's body. Yeah. yeah. Ew. And it looks way more fitting on me. Doesn't that say something about him, I suppose? <laughs> well, debatable. I mean, depends who you ask. I think I think I look quite all right. Quite convincing as a hog. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Wordy. Um, I can't I, I probably pronounced this person's name incorrectly. I think it's Myriad. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but we got Blonde versus Matt. Whoops. Alien versus Predator. That's pretty cool. So thank you, Marietta. Uh, you. Jeremy. Jeremy asks on Gab if uh, there's any interest in a comic book series about you and I. So that is so sweet. I even showed that one to my husband. Maybe that will. Oh, what did he think? He's like, is that supposed to be you? Why are you in, <laughs> why are you in latex? Like, it's fan art. What do you think? <sighs> the last one. Thank you, Jeremy. Last one's from Tom. Uh, this is a glimpse into the future when Cuomo primetime <laughs> is investigating my 2042 Senate run and they uncover uh, emerging allegations of sexual misconduct by me. Now, 
I want to credit Tom for very detailed artwork. I did have to, I appreciate that he gave me a, a quite a big swing in one. Let's put it that way. And I didn't know if that was compliant with the YouTube terms. So I had to give it a little blackout, but, uh, the, he the did effort, message me before the show, he's like, is that a real penis? Can I like, show this? I don't know if I can show the dick on YouTube or not. So know. just to be safe, we decided to black it out, but appreciate the detail, Tom. And, uh, and that's also, thanks for the artwork guys. Very much appreciate it. Uh, are you, are you ready to break down all things Kavanaugh uh, and Ford? Guess so. Anything you want to say before we start? Cause we'll start with, I know I've already done a breakdown of this. I'm not going to go through the, the hearing itself in a ton of detail, but there are some pieces of the hearing that I want to talk about to set the context for the rest of the reaction. Um, but you and I haven't I talked about overall thoughts at all. That it appears that the left has won on this one because their their MO was to delay. That's really what mm. they wanted. Um, but this is energizing the base, and I think that he's going to end up getting confirmed. And then there's going to be less scrutiny surrounding whoever Trump picks when Ginsburg uh, kicks the bucket in four seconds. So I really think this was a bad move. I think it was, as ever, everything the left does, short-sighted, impulsive, emotional. Yeah, I agree. And there's already evidence out uh, suggesting that Republican voter enthusiasm has seen a bump in recent weeks, as specifically, at least believed to be, due to this. And I can say for sure this type of misconduct on the part of the Democratic Party is highly motivating to me to vote. And, you know, the court is very important for a lot of voters. And to the degree that the Democrats are apparently trying to sabotage the president's pick for the court. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be really pissed off about that. There's plenty of people who voted for Trump just for that reason, just so that Hillary's nominees are not appointed. Anyway, uh, let's go through the hearing, uh, the actual testimony of uh, a little bit first. So it started off with um, with Dr. Christine Blasey Ford coming before the committee. And every once in a while in life, you encounter somebody who you see for the first time, you've never heard from for the first time, you see the face, and then they open their mouth, and a voice that is just totally not fitting emerges. That's how I felt when I, yeah. when I, first, when I first tuned in on uh, Thursday morning. So, um, I mean, she comes out and she testifies. She, she's got this whole, like, weak little girl presentation. Is this how she really is? Is this coached up? I don't know. Is anyone's speculation this is coached up that vocal fry, the octave she's in. I, as soon as she opened her mouth, I was like, this is a persona that has been crafted through coaching over the last several weeks. I found it odd for a professor. You know, if her job was like child caretaker or something, uh, maybe. All right, okay. Yeah. You speak to some degree for a career. I don't buy this as uh, as authentic, but I don't know her. That's just my that's just my general read. Anyway, let's take a look at some of the uh, some of the scenes. So here's uh, Christine Blasey Ford opening up, uh, saying, you know, basically here's what happened, and I'm a hundred percent sure that it was Brett Kavanaugh who did it. He began running his hands over my body and grinding into me. I yelled, hoping that someone downstairs might hear me. And I tried to get away from him, but his weight was heavy. Brett groped me and tried to take off my clothes. He had a hard time because he was very inebriated. I believed he was going to rape me. Okay. And then, you know, the other thing they all do, they take their time just saying, oh, I want to I wanna spend about 10 minutes. Not 10. They each got five. But I want to spend two and a half 
congratulating you on your bravery. You're so, you're so stunning. You're inspiring the nation, all this nonsense. Oh, you could have cut her testimony in half if they just asked questions about the facts, but that's not what happened. With what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100%. What is the strongest memory you have? Indelible. And this is the moment that you'll see all over news, uh, news coverage of this. Her strongest memory is the laughter, indelible in the hippocampus. I didn't look that up if that's proper terminology or not, but indelible in the hippocampus is one of the most memorable terms or phrases from this entire hearing. The laughter, they were laughing at me. They're all going to laugh at you. In the hippocampus is the laughter, the, la the uproarious laughter between the two, and they're having fun at my expense. There are millions of victims and survivors out there who've been inspired by your courage. Your courage in coming forward has given countless Americans the strength to face their own life-shattering past. You have inspired and given courage to women. Do you feel inspired and that you've been given courage? No, and I'm so sick of people on the right. Oh, you're so brave for coming forward. I really believe that she believes this. Am I the only person that's like, this bitch got paid and she doesn't, that none of this happened? Like, none of it happened. I don't know what to say between whether this is like, whether she experienced something and has misattributed it to Brett Kavanaugh or if this is a total fabrication. That would be remarkable. The, the only like, thing I something to have happened and to just in your mind place somebody else's face over the face of the perpetrator. Like, I just don't understand. Am I the only person that thinks that she got paid? This entire thing is invented. Well, whatever's going on, there's no doubt that this has been politicized to the maximum extent, uh, specifically through Diane Feinstein, which I want to talk about in a moment. Uh, because the one, I, I don't know if this was revealed in the hearing itself. I had not heard it until the hearing, but it turns out, half of her legal rep representation was recommended, referred to specifically by Feinstein. Like we're getting testimony that is under Feinstein referred lawyers. That is the structure of this entire hearing so far. Anyway, Democrats mostly stuck to that kind of very gentle praise, you know, praising her for her courage and stuff. That was their strategy. Republicans opted to go with this female prosecutor and mistake. Alan I, Dershowitz, who cucked really hard, by the way, but he was right about this. He was like, okay. she's inexperienced, way too inexperienced. I want to talk about that because I actually hated the strategy too, but I did appreciate, Idiotic. sorry, uh, you want to talk about that when we're, when we're through yeah. this first part. Um, but I did appreciate that she was able to stick strictly to the facts and that she did identify some important things within Ford's story, like the, the lawyer recommendation. But one thing that came out too, of course, we already knew she didn't know what house it took place at. We didn't, she didn't know um, how she got there. She didn't have any details on what had happened other than that she was sure Brett Kavanaugh assaulted her. This exchange was pretty telling too. Somehow I know I got to the party, but I don't know who drove me there, even though I know I was driven there. And also nobody's come forward to say, hey, remember, I was the one who drove you there. Right. You'd think that would happen. And yeah, nobody's house. Nobody was like, this This happened at my house. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that somebody drove you somewhere, either to the party or home from the party? Correct. Okay. Has anyone come forward to say to you, hey, remember, I was the one that drove you home? No. Okay. 
Okay, and this is the moment that a lot of people are seizing on, I think rightly so. Recall this hearing was delayed because she said, I'm scared of flying. I can't fly out there. Uh, and they said, we'll come visit you in California. No. Uh, well, you could drive here. No, I guess I'm going to fly instead. And not only did she fly to D.C., but upon some prodding from the prosecutor, she flies all the time for work and leisure. This is not a person who never flies. So right. if she is afraid of flying, she is pretty good at, um, at curbing that fear. Here's what she had to say. May I ask, Dr. Ford, how did you get to Washington? In an airplane. When you were here in uh, the mid-Atlantic mid area back in uh, August, how did you get here? Also by airplane. In fact, you fly fairly frequently for your hobbies and your, you've had to fly for your work. Is that true? Correct. Okay, and here's the bit about the legal team. Which of your two lawyers did Senator Feinstein's office recommend? The Katz firm. Okay, that's a very quick exchange, but I can't, I can't uh, emphasize enough how important I think that is. You're telling me that you sent a letter to this senator who sat on it for six weeks, did nothing. Meanwhile, she's referring you to a legal team who apparently was giving her advice on some lie detector test that she took. Meanwhile, this is the legal team that has given you advice for this testimony itself. This is done with political purpose, clearly. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not the assault is real in her mind or really happened or not, it has been politicized to the maximum extent by admissions yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose it's possible that something like this did happen to her and that the lawyers that she's been dealing with for the last few months, because this was they've known this since July, right? July 30th, I think, was when Feinstein received the letter. So it's possible that for the last two months, everybody that she talked to has been trying to convince her that this was Kavanaugh. But yeah, it's also I mean, it's, possible that she wants to be some hometown leftist hero that sure. took down the Supreme Court justice that was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, so, if, if I want to be as generous as possible, the take that you could have is like, well, she was from the area. It's, you know, her and her and Brett Kavanaugh went to generally schools in generally the same area at the same time. Maybe she knew him. Maybe she had memories of being assaulted by somebody. Maybe something hazy in her mind popped up and she talked to some people who then seized on it politically and coached her up to believe this genuinely. Something like that could happen. How weak-minded would you have to be to do that, though? I don't buy for a second that Brett Kavanaugh actually assaulted her. That's the most oh, no. charitable interpretation that I can that I can offer. Seems like such a stretch. Although I was listening to Ann Coulter the other day and she said that it might be a false memory. She said that people approach her all the time and they're like, remember when we did this, this and this uh, in law school? And she's like, that never happened. Hmm. And so she says that sometimes people will just kind of put somebody that they've just heard in the news or something like that in one of their past memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems like such a stretch for me. Let's talk about this strategy uh, of, of the Republicans deferring their questioning to this to this prosecutor. So the idea here is that, well, we we're an all all male. Um, we're an all male panel of, of white guys uh, who are the Senate Republicans on the on the committee. We're not going to question an alleged sexual assault uh, victim because that's going to look sexist. We're going to point this to point our questioning to um, to this prosecutor lady. Uh, I don't think that she did a horrible job necessarily. That's not the nature of my criticism. What I hate here is just bending the knee to that silliness that, that males cannot yeah. ask questions that you're conceding to that because what you're trying to do is avoid those sexism allegations. But as we'll see in a moment, that doesn't matter at all. They're going to come after you, not only call you a sexist, but a full fledged rape apologist. It, it, I, don't, I know. don't see the effect it creates. I think they had to use a woman. I mean, I, mm. I don't like that we have to bend the knee, but like, can you imagine a man asking some of those questions? The left would have just 
freaked out. I think it had to be a woman. My real gripe is, is like, is this bitch the best you've got? Is this the best person? I thought she did a subpar job. What were your complaints mostly? I don't know. I mean, she didn't really seem to unravel the events. I actually don't care that much about the the flying thing. I think that's hmm. sort of immaterial. What I wanted to know. It's about the delay, though. That's it's that's, about the, yeah. But yeah. I wanted her to ask more questions about why there there is no corroborating evidence and like you know like being thirty percent more accusatory here. I just hmm. understand that nobody wants to offend her because they don't want to be the kind of person that goes after a sexual assault victim, but like people didn't need to lick her butthole for half of the hearing. Yeah. And I think part of it was a problem with formatting. If you're going to go this route and maybe there are Senate rules that govern this that I'm not aware of. So maybe there's a reason they couldn't, but it seems to me that if you want to have this prosecutor go after her and really try to sow some seeds of doubt about her story, you'd want to do it over an extended period of time. The fact that it was broken into five minute chunks, yeah. I think made it a little less effective. Maybe there's a reason they can't do that. I would have liked to see, okay, all Democrats are going to go in your five minute chunks and then Republicans get their, get their, you know, their chunk all together and they defer it to this prosecutor. That probably would have been treated as unfair too, though. They probably yeah, had yeah. complaints about that. I mean, the flying thing, I get why people want to prove that she was lying about something, but they were never going to be able to do that because there's a million ways for her to worm her way out of that one. Now, as all this testimony, as Ford's testimony happened, I was watching this live. I was following Twitter. I was, I was uh, captivated by this all day on Thursday. You watched the whole thing? Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I didn't expect almost nine hours. So towards the end, I had to step out because, you know, I got stuff to do, but Um, but I did watch most of it live and I'm watching Twitter during and after the Ford hearing. And there's a lot of people getting nervous because people found her right. You know, whether or not you believe her story, I think people found her to be more appealing and or credible than they were expecting. So people were getting nervous, like, oh man, this is going to sell well. And Kavanaugh is going to be in trouble. All kinds of people speculating. She was trained by top attorneys, top social justice warrior attorneys and major political players Mm. on the left. Why were people not expecting this? Well, there was there was a fair amount of pessimism circulating. And then Brett Kavanaugh comes out and did exactly the opposite of what I was expecting. I expected the kind of boring, monotone, matter of fact judge that I had seen in the previous hearings. And instead, we got some genuine emotion, genuine fire, genuine just calling out of the bullshit. And I was like, wow, this he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's coming out and he's just spitting fact after fact, and he's doing it in a very emotionally authentic way. Yeah. Uh, it's not boring. It's, it's to the point and it's, it's aggressive. You know I mean? Some people were critical that he, maybe he was too snippy or whatever, but it's like, oh, man, whatever. people are trying if to he, ruin your life. I know if he wasn't it. so aggressive about it, they would have been like, Oh, that just shows that he doesn't have any passion to defend himself. He must be guilty. There's no winning with these people. No, there's no winning with those people, you know, but, uh, but I think I would have been, I would have been a little disappointed myself if he came out very boring and conciliatory yeah, and just too. not fired up in the way he was. And I didn't expect it. I was like, damn dude, you might've just saved your job to be honest. I think he legitimately, I think this yeah. performance did a hell of a lot to uh, to put the nomination back in his favor. So he opens, um, you know, pulling, uh, he opens pulling no punches. It's just uh, him calling it out as a political hit and saying, listen, this is a national disgrace. You guys all suck basically. But what was great about it, and I know you appreciated this, he opened with fire, but he really kind of closed with compassion, softness. Yeah. He talked about how he believes maybe she was assaulted, but he didn't do it and how his daughter 
had prayed with his wife for the woman. That was and, so touching. Yeah. Did you cry? I cried. I didn't cry, but I think that this was good. That was a trap. <laughs> I think this was smartly crafted. Yeah. I think he handled it basically as well as he possibly could. I, I crafted though. I don't think that this was as there was as much uh, like political intent behind well, what he said. I mean, he wrote it himself. He, he, it was obviously prepared speaking is what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, like yeah. The way he structured the flow of ideas or concepts, I think was, was well done. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what uh, his opening statement sounded like. The day after the allegation appeared, I told this committee that I wanted a hearing as soon as possible. Unfortunately, it took the committee 10 days. In those 10 long days, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. You have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July, there's been a frenzy on the left to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election, revenge on behalf of the Clintons, and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. This is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. This grotesque, and coordinated character assassination will dissuade competent and good people of all political persuasions from serving our country. I will not be intimidated into withdrawing from this process. You've tried hard. No one can question your effort. But your coordinated and well-funded effort to destroy my good name and destroy my family will not drive me out. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I have never done this. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liza said their prayers. And little Liza, all of 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. It's a lot of wisdom from a 10-year-old. We mean, we mean no ill will. Okay, that's not fake. No, no. <laughs> that's, that is not fake. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. I mean, maybe, maybe they would. I don't know. But uh, I think it's so touching because in that moment, you realize, you know, the lengths the left will go to. This is not just affecting him. It's his, it's his family. They're a part yeah. of this this political circus, like you yeah. said, and, and it's just really brought it home. It's like, I cannot believe they're willing to do this to somebody. It's just sure. the dirtiest thing I think I've ever seen them do. I appreciate the point he made too, about the impacts lasting well beyond his nomination. This is the same way I feel about black lives matter and police relations issues. You have now <laughs> to the Democrats on this committee and just Democrats in the Senate or overall generally, you have now created um, a massive disincentive for good, decent, qualified people to want to sit on the Supreme Court in the same way that creating a national environment where police officers are going to be defamed, attacked, all that stuff discourages yeah. well-meaning, qualified police officers from serving. Because honestly, if you're next Supreme Court justice guy or gal and 
you are, you know, you're up, for, you're, you're nominated by the president. This is a, you have to sit down for at least a day or two and think, do I want to put my family through this? Yeah, definitely. Is it worth it? And that's, that's a terrible, unfortunate consideration to have to be making. Right. It seems like the left will let you get to a certain level um, without doing stuff like this. But once it's, you know, once it's the highest court, they're, they're going to put you through the ringer. Like if this blew over and he wasn't confirmed, do you think that they would just let him go back? Well, this is, yeah, I was mentioning, I was mentioning this in my video. I don't, yeah, I don't think they'd care. I think he would go back to the appeals court. They wouldn't try to remove him. Uh, right. So they must not care that much about this. Maybe they would. I mean, would. they didn't the, bother when he was, when he was a federal judge. As far as I understand, the removal process is, I think, the same as the president. Basically, they have to be impeached, removed from office through the same process in Congress. So I don't think they have the numbers to get it done anyway. But you would think if you were sincere about this, if you actually believed that he was disqualified for the Supreme Court on the basis of these accusations, you should at least try to get it moving in the House and Senate to yeah. remove him from the appeals court for the same reason. Why wouldn't, if he's disqualified from the Supreme Court for this reason, presumably he should be disqualified from any federal court for this right, reason. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, so that was his opening statement. Uh, and it, you know, again, I think he did a great job at, at saving his own skin and sticking up for his family and just being a very authentic, heartfelt heartfelt person in that. So, so good for him. When the pressure was on, he really rose to the occasion. Democrats on the committee just get silly grilling him over how many beers he used to drink. There was one exchange, I forget with which senator, which is like, how many beers do you think is too many? And his answer is, I don't know, whatever the chart says, those kind of questions. It's like, yeah, he, he drank beers. All right. And, and everybody, you know, on the left is ripping him with all these beer jokes, some of which we'll see in SNL later. It's like, he wasn't saying the beer things unprompted. It's because you guys were asking him incessantly about how much beer he drinks. He was not right. just volunteering unprompted. I like beer, by the way. It's because you guys were digging into it. Yeah. This is their whole strategy. They prod you with ridiculous allegations. And then when you defend yourself, they act like you're insane for yeah. defending yourself. Yeah. And then use it as fodder to make a mockery of the situation that you're in, which is very, very great. Yeah. I love that they come out and say he was so angry and partisan. Well, you know when he wasn't angry and partisan? <laughs> Before you called him an attempted rapist on partisan lines. He was pretty nonpartisan and pretty reasonable when you were talking about, I don't know, court decisions, legal yeah. issues, stuff yeah. that is relevant. Okay, so to the boofing point, this is Senator Whitehouse of Rhode Island, I think is where he from. he's from. Anyway. Yes, reading through the, the nitty-gritty details of his high school yearbook for what turn out to be fart jokes. Next one is... Senator, what do you like Judge, have you... I don't know if it's boofed or boofed. How do you pronounce that? Judge? That refers to flatulence. We were 16. Okay. <laughs> and so when uh, your friend Mark Judge said the same, put the same thing in his yearbook page back to you, he had the same meaning. It was flatulence. I don't know what he did, but that's my recollection. We want to talk about flatulence at age 16 on a yearbook page. I'm, I'm game. Now, this was probably the start of the most heated point in the entire hearing. Uh, Dick Durbin really pissed me off because he's trying the whole time. He's trying to trap Kavanaugh into endorsing an FBI investigation of himself. And when Kavanaugh is kind of resistant, he says, hey, there's um, Donald Trump's lawyer, Don McGahn over there. Turn to him and tell him you demand an FBI investigation of yourself. And he doesn't yourself. even look over. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Not doing what you say. 
I've got a suggestion for you right now. Turn to your left in the front row to Don McGahn, counsel to President Donald Trump. Ask him to suspend this hearing and nomination process until the FBI completes its investigation. And they kept trying to do this. It's so silly. It's like, first off, the burden is not on the accused to call the cops on himself. That's moronic. But second off, under what authority does Brett Kavanaugh can Brett Kavanaugh direct the FBI to do these right. things? Like, first, you guys are senators. You, by the way, you senators have every bit of investigative authority that the FBI has, and Donald Trump's going to have to direct them to do it. Now, that's what's happened anyway. Um, I get it. He's directing him to the president's lawyer, but Brett Kavanaugh saying this to the lawyer is not a directive. It's just, it's right. like the only thing he could do is say, please investigate me. I would love it if you would. Well, that's the burden's not on him to do that as somebody who's accused. Think about this in the context of any other crime or wrongdoing. Somebody comes to my house and says like, hey, I think you stole my bike. My answer is, I did not. It is not, okay, hold on. Uh, I got my phone right here. 911, I'll take care of this. I'll have the cops come over and investigate me right now. That's not how it works, man. You're the one making the accusation. You can provide the proof. By the way, you're the senator. You have the, you're the one with subpoena power. You're the one who can investigate this fully. Uh, not to uh. mention the FBI has already said that they can't really do anything about this. Um, so so it, this is purely a delay tactic. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> the, this was immediately prior because I was really pissed off about this watching, tweeting that Dick Durbin had just created several campaign ads against himself. Yeah. And being a, really living up to his name and being a real dick. And then Lindsey Graham responds with what is a real Spartacus moment. You know, I mean, he really out Cory Bookered Cory Booker with this one so this is uh, obviously this has gotten a lot of play this is lindsey graham just i don't know talking real talk and being really pissed off and i appreciated it if you wanted an fbi investigation you could have come to us what you want to do is destroy this guy's life hold this seat open and hope you win in 2020 (laughs) you've said that not me this is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. You're looking for a fair process? You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. And suddenly I was like, what the hell? I'm a Lindsey Graham fan now. How did this happen? And he's not gay? I don't know, but I did appreciate that. There's several examples, Rosie O'Donnell included, people, leftists ripping Lindsey Graham, calling him a closeted person, or, you know, just ripping him as gay, because homophobia... Maybe, maybe though. Fair enough, but my point is, homophobia is fine when they do it. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the irony. That's rich coming from Rosie O'Donnell. So that was was how the, the hearing played out. Did you have any more commentary on that? No, I mean, I would like to point out that no new information has been gleaned from this. Pretty Nothing. much. Not the only new information I got was the full degree to which this has been politicized by Dianne Feinstein. That, right, was, right. that was the information that was new to me. Um, I, we knew that before, I thought. The I didn't, connection maybe, with the attorney, I had heard that before the hearing. Yeah, maybe that was out and I hadn't seen it because th- yeah. it was new to me in, the, in, this, uh, in this hearing. So perhaps I missed it, but, but yeah. Anyway, so, so then the committee meets again on Friday because they're going to vote to advance Kavanaugh to, to, the, to the full Senate floor to get him confirmed. And 
The reporting comes out in the morning. Jeff Flake is a yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So that means all 11 Republicans on the committee are going to vote in favor of this. If Jeff Flake's voting yes in committee, he's going to vote yes on the, on the floor. That's one more sort of uh, on-the-fence Republican we can check off, and it looks like the numbers are there to get this guy confirmed. Not exactly how it played out in <laughs> practice, though. It got very complicated, no. starting with Democrats realizing they don't have... Well, actually, I'm going to kind of go in a weird order here, because what happened... First was Jeff Flake gets confronted by crazies, but I'll return to that in a minute and, uh, and show you how the start of the actual meeting went because Democrats realized they don't have the votes and so they're going to throw a fit and they're going to walk out. So here go uh, Senators Harris, Hirono, and Blumenthal deciding that they're too virtuous for this and they're going to leave. But trials have, have rules based on common sense notions of fairness and due process, not the other way around. A person had allegations made against him in a public way, and his reputation and livelihood were at stake. It was only fair that his accuser had the burden of proof. In my opinion, this uh, wasn't met. Right, so (laughs) they're walking out basically on the idea that they don't have evidence for their claims. That's, that's why they're walking out. Now, they walked out in silence. Blumenthal later returned to offer some commentary. But, of course, you're not going to get Cory Booker to walk out without right. making a hero of himself. So here's Cory Booker making a hero of himself before he leaves. I cannot sit here. I cannot participate in what I know history is going to look back as a dark moment again. In the same way we look back at the Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas Strauss, I cannot participate. Do that. We, we should know? not brush aside her comments. Yeah, we should not debatable. belittle her testimony. We should listen to her. We should listen to women. And we should thoroughly investigate this before moving forward. To do any, any other thing is to diminish the truth, diminish the issue of sexual harassment in this country, and to again relegate ourselves to what I believe is a dark, dark element of our society. So with that, sir, I will leave. And so he leaves. And the irony is they're all leaving, but they ended up getting what they want mostly, which is a supplemental FBI investigation because Jeff Flake ends up flaking. Now, why did Jeff Flake flake? Maybe he was planning to do this at the committee. Maybe it was a direct result of this confrontation. It's I have not seen a clear explanation either way. But what happened to Jeff Flake is before he gets to the meeting on Friday morning, he is confronted by uh let's see this is there are a whole bunch of people but the two main women are maria gallagher who is a new york resident apparent sexual assault victim or so she says and anna maria archilla who is the co-executive director of the center for popular democracy surprise surprise a soros soros funded non-profit every time it's so it's so kind of cringy and cliche and meme like to blame soros but i these people it's like jared holt and anna maria archilla whose number one resume line is actual soros shill tm like that's that's their number one qualification in this world actual soros shill so this female actual soros shill and her sexual assault victim friend start yelling at Jeff Flake. And Jeff Flake, of course, staying in character, just doesn't stick up for himself in any way. He just sits there. Yeah, he pushes out. This is and the takes grossest it. thing I've ever seen. So brace yourself. It's a tough one to watch. What you are doing is allowing someone 
who actually violated a woman to sit in the Supreme Court. I was this sexually assaulted and nobody believed me. I didn't tell anyone and you're telling all women that they don't matter, that they should just stay quiet because if they tell you what happened to them, you're going to ignore them. That's what oh, happened so to me and that's real. what you're telling all women in America, that they don't matter, they should just keep it to themselves. That's what you're telling all of these women. That's what you're telling me right now. Look at me when I'm talking to you. You're telling me that my assault doesn't matter. You're allowing someone who is unwilling to take responsibility for his own actions, unwilling to hold the harm that he has done to one woman, actually three women, and and, and repair it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We had a response. Thank you, Peter, come in or out. Thank you. Whatever. Saying thank you is not an answer. This is about go. the future. He's got to put up his female staffer to I try know. to move he these people aside. Like, Lo siento, mamacita. He'd be like, listen, bitch, I'm retiring. Your experience doesn't matter. I know. That's what he should have done. That like, crooked nosed pussy. Like, what do you have to stand protect? there looking at his feet. Like, tell these women to get bent. And that one chick, that shrill chick, she sounded just like that girl from Yale. This is a home. This is a home. Yeah. Jerilyn Luther. I'll never forget her name. There's just something yeah. about this leftist, whiny, feminist voice. You know, listen to me about my oppression, my victim yeah. points. Now, if you wanted to do what I'm advocating in, in more taste, you could say, listen, I'm sorry for what happened to you, but your case has no bearing on this case, and I have not seen sufficient evidence in this case. So if You're you have relevant. evidence about this case, I'm happy to see it. If you don't, I'm sorry, I need to get to a meeting. Get the hell out of my way. You can do it that way. Are we moving you on the question of the 19th? <laughs> Well, I, I'm still, uh, talk to me at the end of the show. We have more to watch. We have more to watch. Wouldn't be uh, appropriate timing just yet. Cause Jeff Flake goes to this meeting and he surprises everybody, including his Republican colleagues, because he says, I'm going to vote yes to get him through committee, but I won't vote yes on the full Senate floor until we have a supplemental FBI investigation limited in time and scope. So what this means is there's going to, there, he's getting, He's asking the president, and the president has since uh, agreed to do this, to have the FBI look into this claim specifically and spend no more than one week doing it. Here's Jeff Flake being Jeff Flake at the committee meeting on Friday morning. That we can uh, have a short pause and, and make sure that the FBI can investigate. Thanks. My understanding is that uh, some of us would have to, and I'm prepared to do it, uh, make a request to the White House to ask the FBI to do that investigation. It would be short and limited in scope to the current allegations that have been made. Mr. Uh, Chairman. But, but I, I would just encourage uh, oh. the Democrats who we talked to before to endorse that kind of thing that, that, uh, that we can then move on. Mr. Chairman. Because, because of the two-hour rule, we're adjourned. What? There's another um, accidental what? case for term limits. Yeah. All right. We're out of here. And then 10 seconds later, Feinstein. What? <laughs> yeah. Those, these are the people running our country. <laughs> Seriously. That, it, 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 that's an exchange from a nursing home oh that we just God, watched. I know. This is, this is a We're having deep casserole deep. for dinner. Yeah. What? Like that's, that's what we're watching. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, we've totally lost control, haven't we? So, so Trump has agreed to go along with this. Um, even though I am no fan of Jeff Flake for doing this, I I guess I can see a a bright side or a silver lining. I'm ninety nine point nine percent confident 
that this is going to turn up nothing. And then once you've done this, you have kneecapped their number one rallying point that they've been complaining about this whole time. Once the investigation is out with zero results, no more. But, the, yeah, but the, yeah. you, you don't give them any more because they're going to try to do something else, as we'll see in a moment here. But uh, Hirono, and they're, they're demanding no time limits, no yeah. limited scope on the investigation. We can't concede that. This has already no. gone too far. No. And the problem, even with conceding this, is you bought another week of time. Guess what happened with the last week you bought? We got Michael Avenatti walking out with his gang rape accusations. We got dog face lady from Yale, as you called her, who says that she had her his dick wagged in her face. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> Everybody yeah. forgot about that. Deborah Ramirez. Brett Kavanaugh yeah. wagged his dick in Debbie's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember he said Brett Kavanaugh specifically. That's in the article. What nonsense. Okay. So, as I said, it's not totally clear if Jeff Flake intended on doing this before that confrontation at the escal- uh, elevator. Escal- I don't know. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe he got cornered by those shrill hags and he was like, he, okay, okay. He might have. Yeah. I don't know if he intended to do this or not, but the point is, dude, you cannot concede to these people. You cannot try to appease them because guess what they're going to do? Guess what they're going to do? Smear you anyway. They're going to realize that this is an effective tactic, and then they're going to still smear you. So look at this crap. This this, uh, particular tweet got a lot of attention this week. This is from the Think Progress editor, linking the clip of the flake encounter, and it says, Tell me again why we shouldn't confront Republicans where they eat, where they sleep, and where they work until they stop being complicit in the destruction of our democracy. Scroll down a little bit, you get your number one reason why. Uh, where's this guy? This is my favorite answer. Where I eat, you'll leave with a broken nose. Where I work, you'll leave in handcuffs. Where I sleep, you'll leave in a body bag. That's why. <laughs> yep. That's why you might not want to, dude. Uh, and then this, this former Hillary advisor saying much the same thing. This guy was a senior advisor to Hillary at the State Department. To Democrats who say confronting Republicans in certain settings isn't who we are and civility above all, ask yourselves, if she had seen Jeff Flake at dinner last night, would you tell her she shouldn't have interrupted him at a restaurant? Every vote, count, every, every vote counts, every voice counts. So again, you're telling them that this is a viable, effective tactic, and they're going to rally around this as they're doing. But here's the worst part. Jeff Flake, if, if you're trying to protect Jeff Flake, that doesn't work either. Here's the Women's March coming out after the fact and yeah. saying, Senator Jeff Flake is a rape apologist. And not only him, but every other Republican on the committee. They're all rape apologists. Here are all their faces. This is why you don't appease these people. Right. They're going to put up this garbage anyway. Yeah. Yes, Ugh. they will. I don't Absolutely know why anybody atrocious. thinks that appeasement works. It, it doesn't. No. And you had mentioned it earlier. You give them this one, okay, we'll give them this one limited FBI investigation. We'll throw them this bone. Guess what? Not good enough. As you said, Maisie Hirono and the rest of them are going to come out. Well, really, this election, this investigation that we've been demanding this whole time it's really a farce it needs to be unlimited and go on forever as long as we want it so based on what we've agreed to now if he's confirmed can they do any further investigation into this uh i mean the only thing to remove him from the court would be the exact same impeachment process as the president so this is it if this is it i mean uh, unless he's impeached yeah this is it i wonder i wonder if the left will stop after the Probably joke? not. I've seen talk that if they gain control of the House, they want to um, they want to write articles of impeachment against presumably Justice Kavanaugh, the President of the United States, and Clarence Thomas. I've seen oh, that even. Oh, oh, really? So, 
God. But they don't have the numbers in the Senate. Remember, you got to have a supermajority in the Senate to get it done. Not going to happen. Not, they're not going to take the Senate for one, but a supermajority in the Senate? Absolutely not going to happen. Here's, uh, as we said, don't appease these people because it's never good enough. Here's Maisie Hirono saying, well, actually, what we've been demanding for this, these couple of weeks, that's actually a farce. We need more. From what you've learned about the FBI investigation, will it be a credible investigation? That's going to be the big outstanding question. And I would think that uh, Jeff Flake and the other senators who are going for this investigation will call for. There's time, you know. The thing is that every Senate vote matters and there's, there's time to get to the bottom of it. Even if it's seven days, that's bad enough. But then to limit the FBI as to the scope and who they're going to question, that, uh, that really... Uh, uh, I wanted to use the word farce, but uh, that's not the kind of investigation that all of us are uh, expecting the FBI to conduct. (laughs) Yeah, we want an investigation in perpetuity until we can reach some kind of... (laughs) What? An investigation specific to the allegations we made? We wanted something unlimited into any and all possible things. Oh, my God. Now, you know who joined the, the... Chorus of people demanding unlimited FBI investigation. Senator Bernie Sanders wrote a letter to Chuck Grassley saying, not good enough, need an FBI investigation into everything he possibly ever could have done, not just this one particular allegation. Here's one point of optimism on this whole whole circus. Chuck Grassley responded with this letter. Did you get a chance to read this letter? Yeah. This is fantastic. Chuck Grassley, or presumably his staff, because he's too busy eating pudding or whatever it is he does. (laughs) At the, at the nursing home, writes to, to Bernie, uh, Dear Bernie, thank you for your letter today. As you know, on July 10th, 2018, you stated we must mobilize the American people to defeat Judge Kavanaugh. This happened less than 24 hours after Judge Kavanaugh's nomination was announced. As you also know, all senators have at, had access to 307 judicial opinions. Judge Kavanaugh wrote during his 12 years on the bench over 500,000 pages of documentation, a bajillion million things that my committee has uh, investigated, basically. Nevertheless, you made your choice in less than 24 hours. Your public statements clearly reveal how unimportant it is to you uh, to review any facts related to this nomination. So can you imagine my surprise at receiving your letter regarding the supplemental <laughs> FBI investigation? This supplemental FBI background investigation was requested by undecided members of both parties. Am I to take your letter that you are now undecided and willing to seriously engage with the Senate's advice and consent constitutional duties related to the nomination of Judge Kavanaugh? Uh, if I can assist, if I can give you anything you need in, uh, in making your decision, I look forward to the conversation. So that was very interesting from Chuck Grassley. Well, Bernie, are you telling me you're actually open to new information? Because yeah, yeah. you haven't been. You didn't get that last punch. I appreciate your raising concerns, which Ah. others have already raised at this 11th hour. Yeah, well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, So, of course, where do we stand now? We've bought a little bit more time. We've bought a little bit more time for this to drag out a little bit longer. And, of course, it's time, as I've speculated, many people have speculated, we'll probably see more accusations or accusers trot yeah. out. We'll probably see more bullshit, but certainly we've seen plenty more time for media to engage in the smearing. And that's what I want to talk about next, but I don't know if we want to take a break before we get into that or should we keep going? Uh, let's finish off Kavanaugh. Okay. So a few specific smears that are <laughs> resulting in this delay. I don't know if this is a smear as much as it's just silliness, but Chris Cuomo on CNN is 
really trying to get to the bottom of whether or not Kavanaugh is really a virgin like he claimed to be on Fox News. So he has on one of his Yale classmates on his show to uh, to really ask the hard hitting questions. Now, look, not that this matters, but again, it's about the truth of what he says about himself. This is not a trial about guilt or innocence. It's a job interview. It's a credibility measurement for the highest integrity position we have. And I have to tell you, I don't believe it's disqualifying in high school or in college. But him telling the truth about himself is a more relevant standard. Was Brett Kavanaugh known at Yale as a virgin? I have no idea. Hmm. I just want to know, because that's something he points out about himself that I know, having gone to the same school. And it's not so big a school. It's got a big name. But it's not that big a community. It's pretty small. It's the kind of thing that would have been known. Everyone knew I was a virgin at Yale. That's, that's pretty much what he's saying there. I mean, what silliness. It's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to judge whether he lies or not. But is, is that the relevant, relevant question or is the relevant question about how we've descended to the point of evaluating whether somebody was a virgin or not in 1980-whatever? Right. This is so silly, so absolutely silly, but that's not even close to the worst of it. This op-ed, I guess it's an op-ed that, that USA Today put out oh I, I, Friday God. or Saturday, whenever this was. This is an archived version of it because they've changed it so much. But Brett Kavanaugh had mentioned in his opening statement, like, listen, you guys have ruined me to the point. I don't know if I can coach my little girl's basketball team anymore. You've painted me as a sexual predator. It might be tough for me to be a coach in such a setting. And so this op-ed vets, I guess vets that claim whether or not he'd be blocked from it, but listen to how it closes. The nation is deeply divided. Sometimes it feels like we don't agree on anything anymore, but credibly accused sex offenders should not coach youth basketball, girls or boys, without deeper investigation. Can't we all agree on that? No. (laughs) First off, the accusation was not related to pedophilia in any way. Right. That, to imply that he has, that he's a child predator in addition to sexual predator is another degree of unsubstantiation. And it's just outrageous. Now, USA Today has updated their story. Now it says, opinion, is Brett Kavanaugh right that he can no longer coach girls basketball? I guess it was op-ed the whole time. The editor's note said, Supreme Court uh, Justice or Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh has told several members of the Judiciary Committee he loves coaching his daughter's girls basketball team, but said in testimony, thanks to what some of you guys have done, I might not be able to do that again. The intent of this commentary was to address that question. The column was re-edited to more closely reflect the intent and labeled to reflect that, is that it not is a writer's retraction. opinion. And they also took out that last sentence about, can't we all agree that accused sexual predators shouldn't be coaching girls basketball teams? They just took that out. So yeah, no retraction, no apology, just some kind of slimy edits. This is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. I mean, I get it. It's an op-ed page. Do whatever you want on your stupid op-ed page. But (laughs) is it really publicate? Like, what are the ethics of publishing unsubstantiated accusations of pedophilic tendencies? Right. You don't take that seriously? I mean, USA Today, if they weren't garbage enough for their underbarrel chainsaw attachments to AR-15s or whatever else they're talking about, this is, this, is, this, this is where all of this stuff crosses into the realm of just wildly immoral to me. Not just, uh, not just a breach of our constitutional norms and duties, but actually wildly immoral. Yeah, I mean, do you understand 
where I'm coming from when I'm like, I don't know if I can coexist with people like this. I've never do felt something like this to a man. I've never felt more in my life like I like I can't share a nation with these people. I've never felt more pessimistic about our cultural divide than I do right now. I mean, exactly. I've already watched them shit on free speech, not just the legal concept, but the cultural concept repeatedly. Now, as far as I understand, you're guilty upon accusation, whether or not in a court of law, you're guilty in the court of public opinion on accusation. That's not a country in which I can live. I, I will not tolerate that. I don't believe yeah. in that. Uh, it seems like they, uh, I've framed it a long time ago as our, our cultural divide is basically a question of bill of rights or not. Nah. And yeah. we're seeing every pillar, every cultural value that's enshrined in the Bill of Rights fall down one by one by one. And the founding fathers, they did foresee this, which is why we have the presumption of innocence. It's integral. It is an innate part of our judicial system, of our legal yeah. system. We have to observe it. Yeah, it's not just what's right from a criminal justice perspective, but it's what's right in a political perspective, too, because what you're seeing is the, the weaponization, political weaponization of an accusation. You know, it's it's not just to treat the accused um, fairly from a from a criminal justice perspective. It's to make sure our politics don't devolve into total nonsense like this. It's hmm. so disappointing. I mean, I knew that the left was evil, but this still has if I'm being totally truthful, this this has shocked me. It's shocked me. Well, it gets worse. Because the last <laughs> the last piece of the smearing that I have that I want to hit on before we're through with this topic is what happened on Saturday Night Live last night. So Saturday Night Live is back with their, uh, with their, it was their season premiere last night. Their show is back for this new season. And they opened with Matt Damon as a angry frat boy, Brett Kavanaugh. And I get it. Like they have fun at current events. You know, they poke fun at current events and all that. That's their bit. The show has been highly politicized under Trump, especially. I get it. I still, <sighs> Uh, even as somebody who uh, considers himself mostly a free speech absolutist, this really, really bugs me. Like the the laughter, the joking at the ruining of a man on completely unsubstantiated terms. The idea that that's just our Saturday night entertainment and it's all comical and hilarious. I just find it pretty slimy, yep. uh, to be honest. So let's, uh, the, let's, let's watch through. They also hit it again in Weekend Update, their kind of comedy news segment during the show. So let's watch their open first, then, we, then we'll talk about it, and then we'll watch the, the brief Weekend Update segment. So this is how the show started last night. And I've, had to, uh, I've had to distort it because they're copyright Nazis about their Saturday Night Live. So sorry for the presentation, but, you know. What? <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh, are you ready to begin? Oh, hell yeah. I'm gonna start at an 11. I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. This is my speech. I wrote it myself last night while screaming into an empty bag of Doritos. I'm here tonight because of a sham orchestrated by the Clintons and George Soros and Kathy Griffin. But what I've seen from the monsters on this committee makes me wanna puke and not from beer. <laughs> Dr. Ford has no evidence, none. Meanwhile, I've got these. I've got these calendars, these beautiful, <laughs> creepy calendars. <laughs> I'm not backing down, you sons of bitches. I don't know the meaning of the word stop. <laughs> I just want to point out that Democrats in this committee have acted like cowards 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to hide behind the female prosecutor who we hire as a human shield. So, hi. Uh, I've got about 4,000 loose papers on this <laughs> weird little baby desk they set front for me here, okay? All right, now I'll object. Lindsey Graham? I'll object. That's right. Waiting to yell and shake my finger and get rid of the tomato for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I know I'm supposed to shut up because I'm a single white male, 5'10 uncut. <laughs> but I will not shut up because this is a bunch of CRAP crap. This ain't no due process. You know what this is, Judge Kavanaugh? Do you know what this is? Is this a real question? This is. That's what it is, it's hell. We had a couple thousand beers along the way. Especially my good friend, Mark Judge, who can't remember huge chunks of his life, but is somehow my key witness. So am I angry? You're damn right. But if you think I'm angry now, you just wait till I get on that Supreme Court, because then you're all gonna pay. Give me a can of water. Your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to stop people from being able to say stuff like this, but I, I can still find it just horribly distasteful. It's, can you imagine them like la like laughing in this way at a victim of sexual assault, even though she is almost certainly the one that's lying here? Right. If they had done a similar presentation of Ford, imagine the outrage. Yeah. yeah imagine the, the most important but, thing here is that the show's no longer funny. Like, do you remember when you used to like to watch? I remember when I was a kid, I, did, I would yeah. love to watch Saturday Night Live. And now this, it's just like. This is partisan propaganda, and we'll see yeah. more of it in a moment. This is not, I get it, it's their job to, po to jab fun at the news and to jab fun at those in power. The difference is they're not equally distributing their jabs here. They're doing this to promote a particular perspective about the way the hearing went, and all yeah. of the jabs are in one particular direction. Uh, it's, it, trust me, there's plenty of ways to make fun of that hearing. I'm not saying you can't, but they're not doing it in the spirit of just comedy they're doing it in the spirit of leaving the viewer with a particular understanding yeah of that hearing and i find that to be um well obviously it's a perspective with which i disagree but the way that they are treating a life-ruining accusation so flippantly and like isn't it funny that he acts right. stupidly defending himself from a rape accusation isn't that hilarious, hilarious like yeah. not really no i don't find that particularly funny no i don't uh, but to the points, I wanted to address the points that are, because again, comedy is best or comedy always has to have a, a kernel of truth. It has to be based on some truth, maybe some, some taboo truth that you're kind of exposing or whatever. But the premises here are just silly. So you, you heard Matt Damon as Kavanaugh there screaming about how this is a political hit and, oh, it was Kathy Griffin and Soros and stuff. Why is that absurd though? Like, this was clearly politicized by Feinstein. That's demonstrably true. There's plenty of evidence for it. The activist who confronted Flake is literally, she runs a Soros-funded organization. So why is that absurd to make that claim? They make, I love the part where he holds up his calendars and the implication there is, oh, what pathetic evidence. What silly right. evidence that is. Right. Meanwhile, what he says about Ford having no evidence, that's true. And then to the people who made this, where does the burden of proof lie? Right. Because Kavanaugh doesn't actually have a burden of proof, so I don't care if his proof is silly or not. Even though I do kind of agree that the calendars are not that meaningful to me in the whole 
in the whole case. But the burden is not on him to prove his innocence, so I just don't care anyway, uh, under any circumstance. Uh, as we said, they still rip the Republicans for using the female prosecutor. You know, yeah. They still make fun of them for that, even though they were like, conceding in, in doing it. Uh, Lindsey Graham screams about how this isn't due process. Like, what's the joke? This hasn't been due process. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just, a, to me, that's a statement of fact, not a joke. Uh, he says at the end, does um, Matt Damon, is Brett Kavanaugh, Mark Judge is my key witness, and he doesn't even remember anything. First off, Mark Judge is not Kavanaugh's key witness. He's Ford's key witness. We know about Mark Judge because of Ford's testimony. Right. So I don't understand how you're saying it's Kavanaugh's uh, key witness. And then again, as I mentioned, just the entire theme that the anger is silly or unjustified in the context of having a life-ruining accusation thrown at you. I don't, the premise that it's silly to react emotionally in that setting is not a premise I buy. I, I think that's bonk. And I didn't think that he was he was that angry. I thought he was stern. He showed the appropriate amount of anger. If he would have been meek, that then they would have been mocking that as well. Yeah. Uh, just, and there's even more. Gross. Listen to what uh, I, I forget what the name of this host on Weekend Update is, but listen to what he has to say. This just pissed me I off. I just want to remind everybody that all this yelling and crying happened at this dude's job interview. <laughs> I mean, typically when you're asked about a sexual assault and your drinking problem at a job interview, you don't get the damn job. <laughs> I don't know if Mr. Kavanaugh actually has a history of assault or if he actually has a drinking problem, but I do know that he might, and you shouldn't be on the Supreme Court if you might. You shouldn't be on the People's Court if you might. Sometimes might is enough. I mean, I don't want to pet your dog if he might bite me. I don't want to leave you in my house if you might be a crackhead. I'm not going to have sex with you if you might have dated Charlie Sheen. It's just insufferable. It's so stupid. Okay, typically, typically, if you're asked about an assault or your drinking problem during a job interview, you don't get the job. Well, typically, you don't assign guilt without evidence. Yeah. Typically. Typically. Now, the rest of his hypotheticals about, well, I'm not going to pet your dog if he might bite me. Okay, granted. But what you're saying in all of those hypotheticals is, based on suspicion, I might disassociate myself. Okay, fair enough. You're not talking about disassociating from Brett Kavanaugh. You're talking about meddling in his life, ruining his life. You don't say, well, your dog might bite me, so I'm going to vandalize your home. Right. Well, uh, you know, you're, you're, you, you slept with Charlie Sheen, so I'm going to key your car. Yeah. That's not the way it works, man. You're not talking about just leaving him alone because you have suspicion about him. You're talking about ruining his life, meddling in his life because you have suspicion. Those are bunk hypotheticals. That whole thing just pissed me off. Yeah, bring and back just, our McDonald's. <laughs> and they just eat it up. You go over yeah. to the SNL YouTube page and it's just every all the seals clapping for this. They all think this is hilarious and great. Meanwhile, it's like, well, I remember when comedy took jabs at everybody and we believed in fundamental principles of this country. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, but that was before they got a bunch of diversity hires to do comedy for mm. SNL. It's all like black dudes and chicks. Why do you think the show's not funny anymore? Norm well, McDonald. <laughs> Bring Norm McDonald back. Could be. And, um, you know, it's like I said, recently I went back and watched some SNL stuff that was like 10 years old that I still do find funny. Almost all of it's not political. It's like... They did different... a lot of political stuff back in the day. Yeah, I'm not saying they haven't, but... I'm saying the, the funniest stuff that I saw that I remember when I used to watch it attentively, say 10 years ago, was like recurring bits that were just funny, stupid scenarios. They were kind of like mini yeah. sitcoms. They weren't like political jabs all the time. Be, be, do political jabs. I don't care. But I, but it I needs to be on more of the trivial stuff. 
do Alec Baldwin's Trump all you want. I'll tune yeah. in or not. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have a problem with this. But this one, I I actually have kind of an ethical moral problem with laughing like seals at the concept of ruining a man's life without due process. Yep. I don't find that funny. Now, in case you weren't pissed off at Matt Damon uh, enough, you might think, hey, is that Matt Damon of hanging out with Harvey Weinstein fame? Yes, correct. That's Matt Damon of hanging out with Harvey Weinstein fame and then giving us a lecture about sexual purity and all that. But listen to Matt Damon. This, uh, this clip was circulated by who's the who's the conservative baldwin which baldwin brother is it he was um steven i believe i can't remember i forget which baldwin was circulating not this on Twitter. alec not alec yeah i don't know i could whatever it doesn't matter one of the Bald- is that one of the baldwins one of the baldwins was circulating this clip of matt damon talking within the year within the last year about how bad false allegations are and what he would do hypothetically to fight them if he were faced with one if you, 10 years ago, if you made a claim against me and I had a big movie coming out, okay, I have a $100 million movie or I have a movie that is personally important to me coming out, and uh, close to the release of that film, you say, Matt Damon grabbed my butt and stuck his tongue down my throat. We would then go to mediation and, and organize a settlement, right? I go, I don't want this out there, you know. Now with the internet and, you know, with not with the, not the internet wasn't there 10 years ago, but with social media, these stories get, it's like they get gasoline poured on them. So the moment a claim is made, if you make that same claim today to me, I would, I would, I would be, I'd be scorched earth. I'd go, I don't care if it costs me $10 million to fight this in court with you for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're not taking my name from me. Mm-hmm. You're not taking my name and my reputation from That's me. I've worked is. too hard. It I've is. worked too hard for it. And, and I earned it. And you can't just blow me up like that. But I will help to ruin another man's name. I'm just fine with that. That's that hypocritical. That's totally shit. cool. Uh, the now, live chat did point out that it was Adam Baldwin who is yeah. not a Baldwin brother. Yeah, I just looked at it. Adam Baldwin, who I mistakenly called one of the Baldwin brothers. So for that... You are fake news. Very fake news. I just saw the name Baldwin. It's not that important. Give me a break. <laughs> but to the point here is it's like, so is, isn't that rich? It's like, dude, what you're talking... Okay, you just talked about what you would fight with millions of dollars if it cost you. Then participated in the very thing you said you would fight. I mean, I think his his defense would be like, well, he's he's clearly guilty. I didn't do anything wrong. He oh, was of course, he's about cle- accusations. Yeah, he's clearly guilty. Of course, based on what evidence? Oh, right, the zero evidence that you referenced in your skit that was supposedly a joke somehow. This is sick stuff, man. We we have a we have a legitimately sick culture. I know and it's it's bumming me out. Now, very last thing I have to say on Kavanaugh, I swear, because we've been talking about it for over an hour now. Uh, public perception on this. You might wonder have people's opinions shifted since the hearing. Well, there is a poll out from uh, Reuters and Ipsos, and it's basically the same thing that we observed last week when we talked about this. It's roughly speaking, a third of Americans believe the allegations against Kavanaugh, a third don't, and a third don't know. So we've really not seen so significant- nothing has changed, but they still got their extension. Pretty much, and the, the, whether you believe the accusations or not breaks pretty much entirely along party lines. If you're a Democrat, you believe them. If you're a Republican, you're not. If you're somewhere in the middle, you're somewhere in the middle. It, these questions are purely partisan, which is astonishing to me. I never, I, I'm seriously dismayed. I, I'm regretting the day that guilt, uh, that the presumption of innocence and uh, you know, innocence until proven guilty is a partisan issue, that that's an issue that splits along party lines. Yep. 
but here we are. Can you imagine being Kavanaugh and knowing that even if you're confirmed, a third of the country is always going to believe that you're a probable gang rapist? I mean, if they yeah. would believe Ford's ridiculous claims, I'm sure that they that the other claims are not a bridge too far. Yeah. That, and that will stick with him forever. Yeah. And that's why we have to be careful and demand evidence in these scenarios because you are actually damaging somebody's life if you're not correct. Did you notice how much hotter his wife is than all these chicks? All uh, these which accusers? chicks? Oh. Ramir, Dogface Ramirez, uh, Saggy Neck Ford. <laughs> Saggy Neck Ford. You should work for Trump. Yeah. Assigning all the nicknames. I'd yeah. love to take over his Twitter account. Uh, what about, um, who's the other one? Uh, Swetnick, Julie Swetnick. Oh, yeah. Crazy Eyes Swetnick. Hmm. I mean, I think that maybe these are the kinds of girls that in high school he was like, nah. I mean, I saw a picture of him. He was pretty studly. Hmm. Um, maybe they're just trying to get back out of him in like some spiteful middle-aged woman way. Maybe. Uh, as far as how I think this is going to go, um, as I said, I think almost guarantee this investigation finds nothing flake will vote yes it sounds like the rest of the republicans collins murkowski will also vote yes when this is done and it sounds like mansion is in too so they'll peel away peel away one democrat heidi heidkamp and from north dakota unless that, there's been a statement released i think i was also in play donnelly from indiana is out no uh so you might peel away as, as many as two democrats but as long as the investigation finds nothing it sounds like all republicans will be in line and he will get through good and it's still going to energize the base. Maybe maybe the left has just really shit the bed on this one. Yeah. And the, the last thing I, well, who knows? Because the last thing I know for, is, is certain is they're not going to waste this week. Something new is coming out this nope. week. You know it is. Brett Kavanaugh, I don't know, banged my dog or whatever. It's going to be <laughs> ridiculous. But we're going to hear horrible things this week. All right, let's uh, let's get keep the show moving on. So we got Cosby to get to, Ted Cruz, and then Hoax Hate, but we should definitely take a break before we yeah. get into that. So sad and tired. Uh, JVDude961, had a nice dream this weekend that I was chilling with Matt and roaming. Sorry, Blonde, maybe I'm subconsciously afraid of you, as you should Wow. I hope we had a good time. And thank you for keeping it PG. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, Tuway said, Matt and I were going to make love on a Democrat-run city street. Unfortunately, the dirty hepatitis-infected needle was not what I wanted stuck in my ass, and the mood was killed along with my liver. Sorry, Mom. Thank you, Tuway. <laughs> Crustacean Ficus, vote R, vote R, vote um, Republican in the midterms, or see all good in America collapse in a few years. Might be a bit doomsday ask for ya, but I think Republicans can't suffer any more defeats or the culture war is lost. I could not agree more. I decided after this, I am voting uh, specifically to, to remove Democrats from office. That yeah. is my number one objective. That being so. said, uh, look at all these Republicans just pissing all over themselves. These spineless pussies that are it's like, true. Oh, I, I, you're so brave. You're so brave for, for doing this, for, t for telling your truth. You know, it's like what happened to the day? of of the of being a strong conservative man like where where is that yeah but i'll take weak not communism with guns and some semblance of borders and all that Fine. Like, and trump gotta, is stuck yeah. by him this whole way which i appreciate um huvian roxas want to hear your take on a question posed by a lefty friend on facebook if this is all about opposing trump how come neil gorsuch didn't get accused of anything like kavanaugh has my speculation would be because they were replacing scalia and they and weren't as pissed off that about much. that. Yeah, nobody was um, conservative Scalia. This was a swing, uh, swing. Yeah, so. and so now that they're replacing Kennedy, they're extra mad about it. But yeah, I've thought about that, and maybe that's a satisfactory answer. Maybe it's not. But that 
That would be my answer because I don't think they viewed the stakes of Gorsuch, Gorsuch as high because it was basically maintaining the status quo. Right, right. Um, Joseph Shook, I saw both Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin interview Cameron Caskey. I disagree with everything that kid says, but I can't be too mad at him. At least he's willing to sit and talk with people. Yes, I think he'll be 70% less annoying in five years. Yeah. Based I on think, his uh, current trajectory. I think he's salvageable, yeah. yeah. I think I think there's a future for him. For Which sure. is good because, you know, David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez need to be taken out to pass. Did you see Emma Gonzalez came out and tweeted like, we don't need another privileged white man on the court. Vote, call your senators and say no to Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. I mean, it was just anti-white politics at the center of her tweet. Kilted Bear. Oh, Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter said on the Larry O'Connor show on Thursday that the Thomas Hill hearing made Breitbart the conservative warrior that he became. Yeah. Um, yes. Coulter thinks these hearings will take uh, will make a TNG of Breitbart's. Yeah, a, a ton of Breitbart. I, I I agree. He really was a, a liberal, like a, in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, he worked for Ariana Huffington. Uh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he saw this happen, and he was like, "Wow." I, I can't I can't be a part of this anymore. I think that's I, going to happen. I do think you had a lot of people catalyzed and it's anecdotal to, you know, take it for what it's worth. But I've had plenty of people emailing me or tweeting me over the last week saying, you know, I lean left, generally vote Democrat. This is what's breaking me. Yeah, this is this is uh, the thing that's doing it for me. This is my walk away moment. Basically, yep. I think there are plenty of people like that. Rainier Chen, I'm really upset at how things are going. Donating to my favorite YouTube duo to feel better. The hysteria from the left resorting to feelings and performance art to Trump due process made me think Pinochet did nothing wrong. Mm. Um, I'm with you, Mr. Chen. And something that really upset me about this, and I was hearing this from both sides, was that they were just talking about these two things like they were performances. Like, oh, Kavanaugh performed so well. She performed so well. It's like nobody's really talking about the evidence. They're talking about how believable their emotional right is this a uh, factual evaluation or is it not right and i heard and i saw that from a bunch of people on the right i saw tweets like oh her story seems credible because she's so emotional we're screwed it's like irrelevant irrelevant well, it's hard it's hard to reading is as credible it's hard to interpret what they mean too because they might they might not personally give that any meaning but they understand that other people do that's yeah, kind of what they're saying yeah. you know it's maybe really want to stop using this term Incredible. That term has been, um, yeah, it's been flushed down the toilet at this point, as yeah, far as I can tell. We're talking about Juanita Broderick, but her story really is credible. If you if you watch her interview with Stephen Crowder this week, you know she's recounted her story millions of times. But um, Bill Clinton bit her lip, told her mm. to put eyes on it. Her her clothes were torn off, and a nurse that she had worked with for years found her because she didn't show up to the meeting that they had, and her lip was swollen three times the size, clothes hanging off her body, and she was totally immobilized. Wow. It's like that's and she remembers every detail, every detail. Like I'm not also going to use this term ring of truth, but like that is the kind of story when, when a sexual assault or a rape has occurred. Like that's those are the details you're going to get. Hmm. Um, Das Dizzle 666. Uh, I had a dream. I called Hillary Clinton a cunt to her face. Oh, what a lovely dream. I desperately want this dream to come true after Matt and I make sweet, sweet love. Gross. Frank Underwood, blonde, when will you critical Gay! condition who's back on YouTube and Matt's half Asian stepsister do an estrogen stream together? I love critical condition. So who's my half Asian go. stepsister? Um, I don't know. Are they talking about roaming? I don't know. Maybe. But why are we step siblings? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. 
uh, Mark Waz Media, the best place to hide from Cory Booker is directly in front of him. Johnny <laughs> B says, yeah, because his eyes go his eyes. in either direction. He'll never see you. The Western Journal released Trump at War Movie two days ago. I saw it and it gave, and I hope it goes viral, the fundamental transformation from Obama in full swing. And Trump is the guy to stop it. Thank you, Donnie. Hmm. Hey, Shar, your boy Shar back. After a brief hiatus to say, apropos of nothing, I was reading something from Marvel of all people that began with an impassioned appeal to freedom of thought. I took screenshots. Thank you, hmm. boy Shar. Thanks. Um, a Japanese name that I have not even going to bother trying. Nobita. How about that? Yeah, Nobita. So yeah. when are either of you going to do a super seducer playthrough, PU a game with some good advice that made feminists do the usual shriek and dance of bam, bam, bam back in 2017? Interested in Blonde's critique in particular? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to shut down PUAs. I think it's bad advice because promiscuity is soul crushing for both genders, but... That's, that's all I can really say about that without reading it. Do you have a, can you opine? I am actually not clued into this. So we're just talking about PU, uh, pickup artists generally. A book that I've never heard of that apparently made feminists freak out. Ah. I can't opine without reading. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Mithrin. But if you have a link, send it to me. Yep. Thanks, um, Mithrin says, Ford, little girl voice, fake cry voice, and serious memory holes, Kavanaugh, righteous indignation, genuine tears, and mocking of the idiocy. Kavanaugh, 100 times more believable. Hmm. I agree. Boogeyman917, how are the women on the left going to react when a loved one who happens to be male has their life ruined because they believed the woman over a lack of evidence? This scares the hell out of me. That's what I yeah. was thinking. It's like, don't you bitches have husbands, sons, brothers, and fathers that you love that you can see this happening to? Or are they so jaded, so like have such black souls that if that happened, that they would be like, oh, you deserve this. Like, you, I think you they are. This. I think they are indoctrinated so fully. They are so anti-male that they don't consider that to be an issue or a problem. That's just, that's just so terrible. Um, David Blackstone, a big donation. Thank you, sir. Narrator. And what happened then? Well, in Washington, D.C., they say that the Graham Small backbone grew three sizes that day. And then mm. the true meaning of leftism came through and the Graham found the strength <laughs> of 10 grams plus two yeah that was his that was his spartacus moment wasn't i was watching it and i was like proud I, of him i know? was listening to sticks talk about just the hearing and stuff and he's you know, he's always critical of the republican party just like the democrats but he was saying um you know you might be happy about the graham thing it was it was a good display to watch but realize republicans that lindsey graham is now like the testosterone center of your party that yeah. might be a problem what did six say like he's the only guy that wears a full face of makeup and he's now the one that has the big swinging <laughs> i didn't hear that part but <laughs> sure yeah um mithrin again also props to lindsey shamnesty graham for actually finding his backbone and chewing out the dems mm. who knew he had it in him all along amazing speech yep uh, Benjamin Abrams, look at her expression while they're prostrating themselves at her victimhood. You can tell that she doesn't believe it for an instant. Where's the police report? Punish her for lying. Hashtag repeal the 19. <laughs> We're pretty much there with you. Put her in jail and get rid of uh, get rid of that pesky female voting. I know. Be squared away. This is from Beer Me Too, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I think. all right that's definitely the name of the night yeah uh not sure who that was that replaced graham thanks for what you guys do i'm some beers in so probably blackout drunk by now i won't remember anything see you in prison matt you apparent alcoholic <laughs> um let's do a few more right now we're really backed up on these so i'm gonna have to get out a few um mithrin she took her lie detector test the day after she attended her grandmother's funeral that's fine it's not like being highly emotional can affect that type mm. of examination right right i didn't even know that detail that's interesting 
uh, Thorin Parps. According to the New York Post, two men have approached the Senate saying they're ones who assaulted Ford. I did read that, and then I read it fell apart. So I don't know. Yeah, I I had read some doubt cast upon that, so I've kind of steered clear of that particular story. But I mean, who knows? It could be true, or it could be like worst case, two guys like trying to fall in the grenade for somebody else. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Miles Kinslow donating to my favorite YouTubers. Do you think this SJW era will ever end? Don't think I can do another year of this. I don't know, man. I just put out a video where I just straight up advocate balkanizing. So. Hmm which I think is a better alternative to civil war. But like, as I learn more about these people, I'm like, I just can't, I can't share a country yeah. with people that want to destroy what I love and, about this country. And as we've questioned on the Wednesday night streams and elsewhere, I think the question in that scenario was even if we agreed to a split, would they even, would they still let you do whatever you want in your own country? Or would they try to control you from right. beyond the borders? Right. Which I think right. they would. Yeah. They're not going to leave you be. These people are all about control. They will never let people live their own lives, regardless of what the border situation is. And as we already know, they don't believe in borders anyway. Uh, Steel and Souls 15, hour 17 of my 20-hour workday. Jeez, dude. Ooh. Thanks for the refresh because I've been awake for too long. On another note, watch Bombard's body language opinion on the prosecutor. Very level-headed approach. Um, I, I did listen to that. Yeah. I, I got it emailed to me as well, and I did listen to it before the show. So if people are interested in that, look it up if you... If you're uh, a believer in kind of the body language analysis stuff. Uh, let's do like four more right now and then we'll have to circle back. Benjamin Abrams, Matt and I once made love during the Kavanaugh rape. Ford watched with popcorn. Blonde was busy writing her new book, The Epitome Epitome of Trebuchets and Bars. Oh, no, Fun no. and safe for Americans. Screw invaders. <laughs> Poison Dart 77. Ford going up to uh, judge weeks after the supposed incident and saying hi. WTF also... Till the hearing, she had no idea who was paying for her lawyers. I thought that was weird, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why wouldn't she think she was paying for them? Like, she had to know that she had a lot of support. This GoFundMe thing is... She has nothing to gain, meanwhile. Except nearly a million, million dollars. dollars yeah. <laughs> Three-sided coin. I saw Goody Kavanaugh with the devil signed your resident socialist who holds the principal innocent until proven guilty with evidence. P.S. Did you see the FBI arrested that guy up in Connecticut who said Kavanaugh raped them on a boat? Really? I don't know that. Um, one more last one for right now is from Moon Trimmer. I had a Reddit post deleted today by pointing out how Roe v. Wade started. Please go to Wikipedia and read the first paragraph of the history of the case. Very illuminating. Uh, yes, indeed. All right. We're going to have to circle back for the remainder of you guys. I'm sorry. We're really behind on these. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the Cosby stuff. Do so, we well, we don't have to talk about it for quite that long, but. Cosby is uh, he's in prison now and it's going to be three to 10 years. Apparently it was his sentence. Damn. So how old is he? That's like life for him. Probably. He's in his seventies, I believe. Um, let me find the article here. I, I guess it doesn't, we won't, doesn't say how old he is, but he's, he's in basically uh, in, in isolation in prison. And this Washington post headline describes kind of the irony that his meals consist at least in part of generic jello. So Cosby is eating generic jello in isolation in prison right now. This, of course, uh, being the result of his conviction for the drugging and sexual assault of Andrea Constant in 2004. Um, so, you know, the odds are this ends up being closer to a three-year prison term as opposed to a 10-year one, but this is in Pennsylvania State uh, Prison. And this um, was just the one chick. 
everything else that the statute of limitations had run up on. Right. right. My understanding is this is just related to charges of this one particular woman from Temple University at the time named Andrea Constand, who kind of looks like a weird Rachel Dolezal, that looking, that weird looking chick, you know? So, uh, so that's apparently what's going to happen. Um, I don't know that this is particularly interesting news, but for the fact that media can't help themselves in comparing Bill Cosby to Brett Kavanaugh. So let's have a listen to some of this. There's a CNN analyst who jumps on uh, Brooke Baldwin's show and says, and they're, they're covering the Cosby news, and she says basically, well, isn't it ridiculous that some people are celebrating the Cosby news, but they are still defending Brett Kavanaugh? How is that even possible? I'm not surprised at all. I mean, like Ariva said, he, he chose not to, to say anything, um, which of course a judge shouldn't consider. Um, but again, you can't consider something someone ne never says. Um, but, I, you know, well, during the break, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm looking at people actually saying and applauding the judge in, in this sentence, and then in the same breath, wanting to defend Kavanaugh. And, I, and it, it's disturbing to me because, again, like Ariva said, this is a monumental defining moment this week when you have someone like Cosby going to prison and then in the same breath having Kavanaugh possibly going to the highest court in the land. And so anyone that's defending Kavanaugh could not in the same breath now applaud this um, jury ver or this uh, this verdict that the judge has handed down in the same breath. It just doesn't make any sense. And Don Lemon said something similar. Bill Cosby is in prison tonight, something I could not have imagined saying just a few years ago in all of my years growing up. Right now, a Supreme Court nominee faces two allegations of sexual assault or misconduct. Now, I want you to hear me very clearly here, okay? The accusations are nowhere near the scale of what Cosby allegedly did to 60 women over the course of decades. And I'm not saying that, that they are. But... Okay? When Bill Cosby was initially accused, many people for many years could not believe it. The women's accounts were questioned. It took a very long time and a lot of investigating and multiple you proceedings before bitch. there was a verdict as to the truth of what really happened. There is an old saying, the truth will come out. It just might not happen on the Senate's timeline. And maybe a better the saying truth is, is coming the truth out, will set you free. The truth will set you free. It's going to get Kavanaugh eventually. Now, before I talk about some of the differences that I do want to explain between Cosby and Kavanaugh, part of this might actually be due to the fact that Cosby's publicist himself actually referenced Kavanaugh in his defense of Cosby after the sentencing, which if you're Brett Kavanaugh, you have to be like, shut up, dude, I don't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> but he says, basically, Cosby was the victim of a racist, sexist campaign against him, and both he, both Cosby and Kavanaugh are victims of the same, quote, sex war. Here's Bill Cosby's publicist after, the, um, after, after Cosby went to prison. This has been the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States. Dr. Cosby has been one of the greatest civil rights leaders in the United States for over the last 50 years. He has also been one of the greatest educators of men and boys over the last 50 years. This was not pointed read. out to the jury or allowed in court because the racist and sexist mass media was attacking and denouncing Dr. Cosby whenever his lawyers even hinted there was racist and sexism present. All three of the psychologists who testified against Dr. Cosby were white women who make money off of accusing black men of being sexual predators. What is going on in Washington today with Judge Kavanaugh is part of that sex war that Judge O'Neill, along with his wife, are a part of. 
Yeah, that's why if you're Kavanaugh, you're like, dude, shut the hell oh up. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so that could be some of the origin of what, you know, why the media seem apparently willing to equate Kavanaugh and Cosby. Now, I was not necessarily keen on the details of Cosby, so without saying that this is, if I'm going to say this is a ridiculous comparison or say they're not comparable, I need to understand why. To their point, I'm not saying they're right. I think they're actually wrong. But the Cosby case is a lot more tenuous than I had originally thought because I had not followed this closely. Um, To their point, there is actually no physical evidence against Cosby, but there is some evidence. So if we're going to talk about the differences between Cosby and Kavanaugh, first off, as Don Lemon said, I'll give him credit for this, volume of accusations is certainly different. For Kavanaugh, unless we get more delays, he'll get up to 60 in what? Three more weeks or something if we well, and presumably the statute longer. of limitations is not up or was not up for Cosby. That's why they were able to capture this conf- one charge. Conflicting information about well, this. How did the, they prosecute if the statute of limitations was up? Oh, well they for Cosby they didn't get the charge in like at the last possible second. In Maryland, the accusation against Kavanaugh, I've read, but I'm not hundred percent sure that the statute of, there is no statute of limitations for sex crimes. So if this happens theoretically for felony rape. Maybe that's a difference. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that. somebody's titties over their swimming suit. I'm sure the statute of limitations is up on that one. Sure, I don't know. I don't know what the law says in Maryland. But not only is the volume of accusations different, but there is evidence to some degree, just not physical evidence against Cosby. But the case is weaker than I thought it was with respect to Andrea Constance. Still, it was sufficient to convict him and send him to prison. But with regard to this particular sexual assault that Cosby has been convicted of, there's um, basically witness and tes- uh, witness testimony. Uh, Constance's mother had a recorded conversation with Cosby in 2005 right. where Cosby admitted to giving her pills, although I don't think they were. it was clarified what pills in that particular uh, conversation. Right, and then he paid them off. He paid her off. He um, like paid for her school or something to keep Or it might have been an offer. I think I read offer, but, or maybe he yeah. followed through on it. I don't know. But there was some at least offer to do that. Um, Cosby himself gave testimony in a 2005 civil lawsuit against him from Constand, in this testimony, Cosby admitted to acquiring quaaludes, a powerful sedative, of course, to give uh, women with whom uh, he wanted to have sex. So he admitted that he does this. He just didn't admit to doing it with Constand, if I understand correctly. He also testified in detail to sex with Constand, but characterized it as consensual. In the deposition, Cosby acknowledged giving pills to Constand, but said it was Benadryl. So you have the admission to having quaalude and using it on women. You have the admission to giving constant pills, but you said it was, um, you said it was Benadryl and you have the admission to sex with constant who apparently is a lesbian. Uh, That's also uh, maybe, maybe post Cosby is a lesbian, but you basically have circumstantially a series of demonstrable things that was apparently enough to convict. So way more evidence is what you're telling me. Yeah. I mean, the case is weaker. It's considerably worse. The case is weaker than I thought it was, but the reality is there's way more evidence against Cosby. It's I don't think it's a like 100% lockdown case. I, I, they, there's some doubt rem- lingering in my mind based on the evidence presented. There's some doubt that there's, there's a case for doubt that you can make, but it certainly is not the zero evidence case that exists against um, against Kavanaugh. So. Yeah. Just find it interesting that like any any new any sexual predator news, they're just going to throw it against Kavanaugh because that's part of the smearing, you know. 
Oh, this oh guy going to jail for sexual assault. This is just like Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I mean, for her to say that, how can you celebrate the Cosby imprisonment, but you can't while defending Cosby, you can't do that. I mean, clearly I can. There's an evidentiary basis to do that. Mm-hmm. Silly talk. Okay. Speaking of, um, well, I don't know, these, <laughs> these awful leftist tactics that just persist, Ted Cruz got the full Maxine Waters at a D.C. area restaurant on Monday. Sounds Ted like Cru- a sex thing. Yes. Got the full Maxine, by which I mean he was harassed in public by self-righteous leftists who want to scream in your face about believing survivors or whatever it is. It's not just... when you do weird sex stuff in blackface. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. I don't, I don't know what the full Maxine means to you. <laughs> See that part where they were grilling Brett Kavanaugh about the devil's triangle too? What does that mean? <laughs> God, it's so absurd. That's going to be I awesome. mean, nothing beats the boof thing, but... Uh, we watched a podcast with your co-host in which you were discussing the full Maxine. What did that mean? <laughs> no, I swear it was about leftist confrontation. Are you sure it wasn't a racist sex act? Okay. All right. So, yes, Ted Cruz got the full Maxine at a D.C. restaurant. Uh, these these activists are from something called Smash Racism D.C. And, of course, the group posted this video on Twitter unironically saying, fascists not welcome. <laughs> They, they never get the irony of such a statement. Fascists not welcome. We're so tolerant that anyone who doesn't get in line is going to be is going to become a pariah and exiled from society. Okay, so here's uh, Ted Cruz's encounter with smash racism, DC. Did you hear that? Beto is way hotter than you. <laughs> it's a guy who said it to him too. Like, okay. Just look at this, uh, just in case you didn't see it clearly. This guy in his face. It's a man in his face saying, Beto is way hotter. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. Beto is way hotter than you do. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. Now, notice this other chick right in front of his face, just holding the birds right to his face, yelling, we believe survivors. Wow. Cool. We believe survivors. God bless you, Billy. God bless you, Billy. Let my wife throw. We believe survivors. survivors. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. There she is. We believe survivors. 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 Sexist, racist, anti-gay. Now listen closely too. You got the one guy in there going, sexist, racist, anti-gay. Oh, we're not doing that chant? Okay, I'll shut up. He, he tries to get it going and it does it just goes nowhere. Good for you, man. Uh if you can hear the other activists saying, You gonna confirm your best friend, Brett Kavanaugh? Ooh, good one. They're best friends. Wow. You really got Ted Cruz got for being best friends with Brett Kavanaugh. And then they celebrate their victory in getting him to leave the restaurant. Or so they think, but there's more to the story. Ugh. 
works. Everybody's just mad that their dinner got interrupted by a bunch of harpies and queer dudes. Yes. Like, shut up. Do you think that you're convincing anybody? And this was in D.C., right? Yes. You're screaming into a void. Yeah. Idiots. Now, uh, the good thing is, uh, because a lot of I had some people emailing me or interactions on Twitter where they say, why is it that restaurants put up with this nonsense? If I'm yeah. a business owner, my loyalty is to my customer base and anyone who's trying to disrupt my customer's enjoyment, I'm going to make them get the hell out of here. Well, it turns out that is actually what um, what happened. There's a statement from the uh, restaurant owner guy or actually the head chef. And what the head chef says is that they basically escorted Ted Cruz outside to safety. Meanwhile, they called the police and had the police es- get these activists out of the restaurant. And after they removed the activists from the restaurant, the Cruises returned to their dinner in peace. The statement uh, reads, the FT group welcomes all patrons and is proud of its reputation, not just of cul- culinary excellence, but also c- of creating a welcoming space for all, irrespective of creed, ideology, or opinion. Chef Fabio, well, he's saying it in defense of Cruz in that context. Chef Fabio believes politics like elbows are best left off the table, the dining table, and we welcome everyone. So good for him. He's sticking up for, I don't care if you're conservative, liberal, whatever. If you want to eat good food, come in here. And if you intend on interfering with that, then get the hell out. They probably saw what happened to that Virginia restaurant that's doing terribly now. Yeah, Um, I heard that they've really been struggling, like the whole town, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Why would it extend to the whole town? Why would the town? I don't know. I guess they had some tourism money and all these conservatives were like, fuck you. I'm not going Mm. to your crappy town. Gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate for the people in the town. I I feel for them. You know, the restaurant, they reap what they sow. But uh, it sucks for people who aren't involved just in the area. Yeah. The conservative ones. I have no compassion in my heart for liberals anymore. It's getting tougher, man. I feel myself getting more partisan. And I wonder, is that because I've become much more bitter by all of this? But I think the reality is as these, how am I, as somebody who, as you know, always tries to find compromise, middle ground, uh, common points. What left do we have when we don't agree on foundational concepts like free speech, due process, presumption of innocence, all that stuff? How am I supposed to, border and not be part sorry i'm partisan about the foundational values of this country yeah like i have to be partisan about that yeah yeah <sighs> i don't know anyway uh don lemon as i said he goes on um chris God, cuomo more show don Le- are you trying to yes, kill more me? don lemon he goes on chris cuomo's show and says you know uh there's nothing wrong here well that's not fair actually he does say that he doesn't like this but it goes along with uh, with being a senator. This is part of the job. This is what you sign up for when you're a senator is being harassed at a restaurant. Here's Don Lemon. It's a tough one, Chris, because um, one, it's survivors, right, of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one. Uh, as a person of color, I know that, especially during the civil rights movement and now, sometimes the only agency you have is to protest and to get in someone's face. You don't have any power when it comes to government or and 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 in society. I don't like it, but it is one reason I'm not a public official, that I'm not running for office. In a way, I think it goes with the territory. I don't like that they were blocking his wife. But that's what, that's what he signed up for. And as a strict constitutionalist, which Ted Cruz is, <laughs> he knows that it's protected under the First Amendment. That's what he signed up for. That's I, part of the deal. I don't, I don't know that that's what he signed up for, yeah. but that may be what 
the prices of being in public service, that uh, there's a different standard for him. Semantics. We're saying the same thing, yes. But, well, but, but I'm saying, no, 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 I, I hear you. I don't think it's purely semantical. I think that this is wrong. Do they have the right to do it? 100%. But is it right that they do it this way? Real quick before we let you go, Don, uh, are you a virgin? Can you confirm <laughs> for us? We're really curious about that. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is kind of tangential, but I take note with this term, survivor of sexual assault. If nobody tried to kill you during your purported sexual assault, you didn't survive shit. I just, why do they say that? It's um, to get extra victim points. Like, oh, someone I, touched my fanny and I survived. It's like, I guess, no. like Christine Ford said, I believed Brett was going to accidentally kill me. Does that make her a survivor? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I, I guess I'm with you. Like, you should have to demonstrate that your life was actually in danger or that should be implicit in the term survivor. But how do we actually demonstrate that? You know, I, but I do agree that I think it's mostly a politicized uh, power move as opposed to like a statement, like an accurate descriptor. Yeah. Um, to his points, to Don Lemon's points, disruption of business on private property is not protests. <laughs> I don't know what you think protest is. Go outside. Like you want to, you want to protest Ted Cruz, right? Ted Cruz, all the letters you want. Tweet about Ted Cruz all you want. Make a website about Ted Cruz. Uh, make videos about Ted Cruz. Protest outside his office. You don't get to go into like a private restaurant and disrupt their business. That's not protest. That's not what the First Amendment protects. So I find it very interesting when he says, he's a First Amendment absolutist. Okay, first point, if they stick around there, they don't get arrested for speech. They get arrested for trespass. Second point, I didn't hear Ted Cruz make any claim about even silencing their speech. I don't think Ted Cruz said anything. I think Ted Cruz handled it too too nicely for my taste. Like he should be punching people at that point. I yeah, know. Instead of like First allowing them to starts punching these protesters as my vote. Um, and I, I'm you know I don't know. It's the point is that's not that is not a free speech expression where you're actually actively disrupting a person's life. And, and to Don Lemon's point, well, this is what they sign up for. That's why I'm not a politician. Yeah, well, you are a public figure. I mean, what's the difference, Don? You're telling me if I see you in a restaurant and I go disrupt your meal because I think you're fake news and I yeah. start chanting, you are fake news, you are fake news. But I you're didn't trying to... sign up for this. I'm a but survivor. What's the difference? I need yeah, him to explain to me why public figures are exempt from that, but politicians Art. are subject right, to right, that. Right. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, and... I think Don would actually agree with this if he were to explain it more fully, but this is such political foolishness. I mean, you were mentioning it earlier. This is, this is how you got Trump. You want Trump? Keep doing this stuff. You'll get more Trump. Well, yeah, uh, Kavanaugh gonna... is, they're just sealing their fate. It's, it's so idiotic. I can't even believe what they're doing. They, they, they all act like they're these wonderful strategists. It's like, just yeah. behave like centrists. You will win. Yeah. Idiot. It's it's silliness. I, this is another just kind of common cultural value we don't seem to hold. Do people have a right to peace in their private lives or not? Do you do we agree on that or don't we? Because if we don't agree that people have a right to just their private lives, I'm not saying that Ted Cruz shouldn't be immune to protest. I, do protest him as vigilant as as what's the word? I'm, I'm running out of words. Vigilant. Nope. That sounds wrong. Nope. That's it's, not a word. We're nearing two hours here. Vigilantly. <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for we're at that point where i can't talk with vigilance anymore. yeah I... protest with vigor protest <laughs> ted cruz with vigor all you want but i don't i don't think that it's uh 
I'm not saying it's like you should be arrested for such a thing necessarily, but I don't want a culture in which we think that you should be disrupting people's private meals with their families or whatever else. What are you looking at in the chat? Oh, every, every, people are saying diligent. They're saying vigorous. Vigor. Vigor is the word I was looking for. There yeah. it is. Vigor or um, vigilant. And I mixed them all up. Buttolently. <laughs> Wednesday was a good call and show. Yeah, it was fun. But a fun, um, yeah. But stuff is Stan. But stuff is Stan. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I have to say on that. But oh, you know, thank God. They're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing this confrontational nonsense as people like Maxine Waters keep encouraging them to do it. And I, I mean, we mentioned violence kind of flippantly. I'm not saying that I want to see it, but I am saying stuff like this inches us closer to violent confrontation. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's just the reality of it. When you're advocating confronting people disruptively in their private lives, violence will result. Yeah. It's the same thing that Think Progress editor was saying on Twitter. Tell me again why we shouldn't do this, because probably get punched in the face. <laughs> that's, that's why you shouldn't yeah. do it. If that happened to you, you could get a shirt that says, I'm a survivor of the full Maxine. <laughs> yeah, maybe that one belongs in our shirt shop. <laughs> Okay, uh, why don't we just, uh, why, don't we, why don't we handle this before we get back to Super Chats? It's fairly quick. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? What a weird headline. LGBTQ so rights activists charged in fire that destroyed home, comma, killed pets. Oh. So we know what you're sad about. The two the dogs. Pet, the pet death, yes. There was a cat involved as well, eh. reportedly. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what the local news station has to say uh, about this silliness. Here's the report. Good evening. After fire destroyed the home of a Jackson gay rights activist, hundreds of people donated money to help Nikki Jolly recover from the huge loss. Today, prosecutors charged Jolly with starting that fire. The fire on August 10th of last year injured fire, two firefighters and killed two dogs and three cats inside. Investigators Damn, told Jolly. us that they suspected arson the very next day. That didn't stop the community from rallying to raise money for the couple that lived there. But some were always suspicious. Walter Harrell lives right next door to where the fire happened. He said it happened quickly and that Nikki Jolly kept coming back to the wreckage. No, I knew she had did it the whole time. What makes you think that? <laughs> that she was a suspect the whole time, yeah. And she ride by like every day. Police say that the investigation has been active and ongoing for the last year, but won't say what led them to Jolly. Still, they say Jolly on. has been a suspect yeah. for a while. It was, it was so high. to be an, an arson, yeah, rather quickly, within within a few weeks at least of, of the actual fire. Neighbors who know Jolly tell me they aren't buying it. Yolanda Harris lives next door to Jolly's new house just down the street. She is a loving parent to her animals. She has a dog now. <laughs> She's outside with him all the time. She did not do this. Harris told me she helped raise money for the couple after the fire and has enjoyed their friendship throughout the past year. Charges and all. Friendship, Police eh? aren't saying what they believe led Jolly to start the fire. Jolly's lawyer says there will be no plea bargain, and he looks forward to proving his client's innocence. All right, Megan, thank uh. you. Jolly faces life in prison if convicted of first-degree arson. Jolly is due back in court in October. I love this. She was a great parent. 
of her animals. First her off, animals. she's not a parent. She has pets, and also she's not great at taking care of them. She burned them alive. Yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, so... she and I really enjoyed her friendship. You mean old age lesbian bed death? Is that what you're talking about? Well, now here's where it gets confusing. So this is Jackson, Michigan, in case people are unclear. I, I thought it was Jackson, Mississippi at first, but it's Jackson, Michigan. And uh, this, as as they said, it's a local LGBT activist who whose house was burned in August 2017. And it's now determined that she, at least the charges say, we'll see how it turns out in court, but she burned it down herself. I was doing a little Googling because I wanted to see, they had mentioned that she had collected money in this. I want to see if I could find record of the GoFundMe or however it was that she collected money after the burning of her house. Here's the, um, here's the twist that I didn't foresee until I looked into this. LGBTQ rights activist Nikki Jolly is 2018 Citizen of the Year. Oh my God. In Jackson, Michigan. So, and this is what else. So, not only one, burned down her own house to make herself a victim. Two, is Citizen of the Year during that year. Three, this entire article refers to Nikki Jolly with he pronouns. The entire news story we just watched refers to Nikki Jolly with she pronouns. So, we're, before the show, we were trying to figure out. Is this a female to male tranny? Is this a lesbian? Is this a biological male? I mean, your guess is as good as mine here. I don't know. I think it's a chick, right? A wonky eyed chick. I think so. And I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to side with, with based high black guy who said, <laughs> I knew it was her the whole time. No, man. <laughs> I knew it was her the whole time. Yes. Why? Because she was suspect. Yeah, I believe him. (laughs) Hashtag believe that guy. Believe all of those guys. Uh, So (laughs) she burns down her house. She gets citizen of the year. Apparently she directed something called the Jackson Pride Center. That's why she won um, citizen of the year. It's because she directed the Jackson Pride Center and they passed some like non-discrimination ordinance in this city. Now, here's where it gets interesting, too. Reportedly, she collected some, I don't know where it is in the article, somewhere in here, but reportedly she collected $40,000 in fundraising. I haven't found record of this, but that's what the reporting is. Here's my question on that. Because one, she, I guess, faces up to life in prison for hoax hate. So first, round of applause for your dedication. Facing life in prison for your hoax hate. Well done. (laughs) Greatly appreciated. Uh, But... There's no mention of potential like fraud charges for this $40,000 in collection due to false victimization. Now, I'm speculating maybe that's because, at least if the reporting is to be believed, people like that neighbor lady who says she's a great cat parent or dog parent raised the the money on her behalf. It sounds like people raised money on her behalf as opposed to her raising the money. But even if that's the case, she still would have accepted the money on fraudulent terms. You would think that would be sufficient Mm -hmm. for some type of fraud charge, but I've seen no mention of that. Maybe it would have to happen after it's confirmed in a court of law to be arson. Maybe that's a precondition. I mean, I think they're going to get her on the arson. Damn. Well, the police, the chief of police in there was like, yeah, we knew after like a week. I don't know why it took a year to press charges because it was a year ago that this happened. I don't know. And police guys like, yeah, it was, yeah, she did it. So she just kept driving by it? That is weird. That's what the guy says. Like, she just kept showing up, going in and out. Uh, But yeah, I mean, 
Listen, we how many stupid, poorly drawn swastikas do we see week in, week out? These really lame, half-assed attempts at hoax hate. Yeah. This lady burned down her house and is facing life in prison just to perpetuate the victimization. I got to acknowledge the effort. That's probably the highest effort, most dedicated hoax hate we've seen. And that's why I was giving it such high ranking in terms yeah. of all the cases we've seen. Maybe she left her animals in there for it to be more credible. Mm. After all, she was a very good parent of those animals. So how could it yeah. have been her? Maybe. Maybe she was about as good of parents as the lesbian cliff divers, which is to say not at all. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So anyway, returning to our original question, 19th Amendment or not? That's, nah. That's, that's what we have to evaluate. In all well, Blonde, would you give up your vote if it meant that all women could? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, Even well, though I vote the right way. I'm sorry I have to cuck out on suffrage. I Why? am such an individualist. Ugh, <laughs> you're exhausting with your liberty. Yeah, well, at least at least you and I can still share a country, I think. I was yeah. I was discussing that with you by Skype. It's like, yeah, we have our like ticky-tack disagreements. But at the end of the day, our foundational values are overlapping sufficiently yeah, I'm not to afraid share you're going to murder me in my bed. So sure. there's that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Go to where they sleep. No, don't do that. I'm telling you. Good luck. I mean, I invited that terrorist to come to where I sleep, as a lot of people did. Sure, show up where I sleep. Yeah, really. I'm a light sleeper, and I keep a gun in the nightstand. So See go what nuts. happens, man. Yeah. I'll tell you, I will gladly let you know why it's unwise for you to do that. Remember, that's what he's asking. Tell me why, again, we shouldn't do this. Apparently needs a lesson in one. Yeah, I know. Just try it once. God, is the show over? That's all I over? got. That's all I got. We made it through, even though I feel like my heart shrank three sizes, you know, in the process. It's, it's been such a depressing, demoralizing week. I know. We need some genuinely good news, but hopefully that will happen with Kavanaugh's confirmation. But some of these super chats are pretty funny, so we should go. Cool. Go for it. Yeah, I'm getting in on those transitions. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're picking up. <laughs> Alessandro Cortara. What was really indelible in my hippocampus was my burning desire to throw a brick at my television screen after watching this nonsense actually made me physically angry. Senator Graham killed it. I know mm. my whole family has been so pissed off this week. Big LC. Did you guys see USA Today insinuating? Yep. We talked about it. The Kavanaugh was a pedophile. Jesus yeah. tapped in Christ. When are the bullshit smears going to stop? Never. This is your life. If you let the left take power, they'll always be like this. They'll always do this. The so best don't be a Jeff Flake. Um, JVL 90 as a psychologist herself, how can she say she's 100% certain that it was Kavanaugh? She knows about the unreliability of memory. If she learned anything in psychology, does she think that she's exempt? Yes. And also I refuse, I'm with Ann Coulter in this one. I'm not calling her a doctor. If you're not practicing medicine, you're not a fucking doctor, doctor of psychology. What, what about Dr. Bill Cosby? Didn't you hear his publicist call him that? Yeah. I almost made a hand jerking motion, but I'm glad I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be punished with that <laughs> by meme. Yeah. Rick Moranis, if they manage to destroy this band with these bullshit charges, I will be incensed unlike I have never been incensed before. I hear you, Rick. That's true. A lot of people I've in my email and my Twitter mentions and even so myself, goodness. as somebody who doesn't tend to get emotionally riled up about these things, I this week has made me and a lot of people well, emailing scary. me more yeah, emotionally angry than than ever before. And I get it. Yep. I totally understand. 
Did you notice the same people who talk about how toxic men are because they don't show emotion say the judge's show of emotion was proof of toxic masculinity? Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't look yeah. for coherence or consistency in their worldview. As you mentioned, this whole thing itself is nothing but a short-sighted stunt. It's all about everything in their worldview is about results, not rules or principles or values. Immediate results. It's about, it's about immediate gratification. My yeah. feelings are hurt. Uh, Jim yeah. Pino, no, thank you. Rommel, wow, Kavanaugh didn't sit down and just accept his false allegation. What a bigot am I, right, goys? Can we dab on weaponized <laughs> hashtag me too? Wow, trying to, trying to get us in trouble here. Jeez. And they read these offensive super chats. I know. October 53, Rogers. Cat get them in while you can. <laughs> I know, right, before we get we get the boot. Uh, was as close to perfect as it could be. He came out swinging. If the GOP betrays him and us by extension, the party deserves to be wiped out. Exactly. Yeah. I think Sticks is right about that, too. If yep. they were to fail on this, they will be the Republicans. If the Republicans were not to confirm Kavanaugh, unless some sufficient evidence comes out. As it stands, if they don't confirm him, they're going to get punished. Yeah, they will. Stoner 4311. Didn't the same thing happen to Clarence Thomas in 91? He said he would suffer this in the hopes no one else will. Also 4chan with the creepy parent lawyer. Love your show. Yeah, that was a good... Yeah, uh, Clarence Thomas. I think that maybe Kavanaugh realized after Clarence Thomas's uh, infamous speech that went over really well with the the high-tech lynching of uppity yeah. blacks uh, that he had to take a, a strong approach here. But I'm happy to see that that was in him. Yeah. Uh, Liz P. Cory Booker furiously masturbated while crying tears of rage in front of me without my consent. Just going to leave this here as proof for when he runs for president. Longtime listener, by the way, love the show. Hey, Liz, and you're pretty foxy. Ooh, awesome. Female listeners. Yeah, we got some like hot female listeners. I regret the, the sad trombone then. I should, yeah. That was wrong? inappropriate. You're going to hurt her feelings and then she's going to be me tooing you. Uh, super wrong thing. That's I right, think it's inevitable. Said, what? That I get me tooed. <laughs> They're going to come for all of us eventually. They, they will. They will. I think many Senate Republicans got red-pilled here. It was actually refreshing to see Senators Grassley, Graham, and Sass get a fire lit under their ass. Yeah. Thanks for the great show, guys. Thank you, Mr. Super Wrong Thing. Blank Foster, I personally think Trump put him up knowing this would happen and knowing it would ultimately help Republicans in the midterms. Wow, that's some meta shit. That would, I, be, that would be a million D chess. But, yeah, really. I, mean, I liked yeah. Coney Barrett much better. She seems like the obvious choice to avoid Dem opposition. Love you. Uh, yeah, I just I just don't want to put somebody up for the purpose of avoiding Democratic opposition. And I just don't I don't want any more women in the Supreme Court. Um, She's also well, has seven kids. Like, what the fuck is she doing working at in the highest court? But like, she's got the right to... philosophy, though. Seven kids. It's like be at home. You got seven kids. Uh, Uber Moo. In Ford's testimony, she said, the second door is a place to host Google interns. Uh, other students can live there. She needed a second door out of fear. And then she has strangers living in her house. That's a yeah. really in good point. Interesting inconsistency. Um, do you want to switch off in a second? Yeah, we do have a couple uh, of streamlines, too. I can take care of those if you want. Um, let me do two more. Agent Flippy, I got a chance to see Tulsi Gabbard interview on Joe Rogan's show. Curious if your opinions, Matt. She strikes me as the kind of Democrat that Republicans should be careful of. I wonder if you would agree or disagree. People last week told us to look her up and we didn't. I know. I forgot. I was meaning to listen to that interview and I haven't. So I, I can't really comment on it. And I don't know much about Tulsi Gabbard at all to really opine. But I'll have to give it a listen. And thanks for the rack. You want to do these stream labs? Yeah. So we got uh, Philip Weiss who says, love the show. It's been or it's the best. Well, thank you. Been watching a while now and decided you need some green. Thanks, Matt, for uh, getting back uh, to me on the video link. I sent you no problem. I still say they were up to something dirty. Keep giving the lefties hell, especially you, blonde. Well, thank you, Philip. Nice. And Gabriel Lopez, uh, I hope he's here to tell us who the faggot is, but maybe not. 
Hard Bastard is trying to redirect all donations to Streamlabs due to Google now outright stealing a dude's entire month's super chat due to TOS violations. Wow, I didn't know that. So they, they didn't give him... They can retroactively take your super chat? That's pretty bad. Uh, email me about that. I don't know who you're talking about, actually, unless it's Hard Bastard who had that happen to him. Uh, figured I'd kick off donating uh, here, plus... I can say Google are a bunch of faggots now. So there we go. That's... You know who is in our live chat right now? This is so exciting. Ooh. Karen Strawn is in oh, wow. our live chat right yeah. now. Hello, Karen. Thank you so much for watching our show. I'm nice to see you, fan. Karen. And yeah, I, I, I uh, corresponded with Karen by email We'd love to have you on recently, if you so. want to come on. Just shoot sure. me an email, uh, blondeinthebellythebeast at gmail.com. We would love to host you. Sure, I'd, I'd definitely host. I'll, I'll send Karen an email. So we can talk to her. You fangirl a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Was that it? It's all in Streamlabs. I can carry on with uh, Super Chat if you want. Cool, that'd be great. Uh, Neo Unrealist is the next yeah, one. Yeah, for the love of God, what was Flake's staff doing? How hard is it just to stand in front of the elevator and block until the doors shut so their principal doesn't get uh, cornered by shrieking harpies? Yeah, but I think they want... They're, they're clearly conceding. You know, Their objective wasn't to shut them down. Their objective was to be a good listener and really be considerate, even though they'll still call you an accused ra- or a, a rape apologist for doing yep. that. Nancy Muncy says, doesn't Kavanaugh have six FBI background checks under his belt already? Correct. Since 93. And they're not just normal background checks. They, they talk to everybody you've ever known in your life from childhood. Yeah. Um, also a a supplemental investigation will do what, uh, it will get him a delay. That's, that's what it'll do. Did the FBI miss the gang raping six times? Apparently so. (laughs) Could happen. Yeah. Uh, Shanna Lee says, uh, where was Dr. Ford's husband? Awful seeing Mrs. Um, Oh yeah, where was Doctor? Right, Doctor Ford's husband was not present, as far as I know. Awful seeing Mrs. Kavanaugh's or Mrs. Kavanaugh pained, but she clearly uh, is her husband's partner. The left doesn't get people who are family, faith, values oriented. Also, Gorsuch is an alum of Georgetown Prep. Oh, I didn't know that. He was oh, oh, he's an alum of the same, I guess, high school that Kavanaugh went to then. Agent Flippy, I was trying to send a super chat discussing the Kavanaugh hearing, and it kept saying I needed to edit because it was inappropriate. Thanks, Bye. YouTube. Here, have a few bucks. Uh, thank you. Uh, keep up the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't have any. Actually, that's not true. The only word restrictions I have are flat earth flat related earth to get rain. rid of the get rid of them. But other than that, we don't have any censorship terms applied. That's all YouTube. Eric Ray says after coaching her to lie in Congress or lie to Congress, Christine Bl- Blasey Ford's lawyers were the only or were only there to prevent her from being prosecuted for perjury or lying to the FBI. I agree. You want to carry on? Sure. BB says a big donation. Thank you so much. Many things I have wanted to say, but can't. You can say them if you use an asterisk and, and send it ah, that way. Yeah. Um, thank you, BB. We appreciate it. Sock Papa Joe, blonde, the left do not tolerate any other view but their own. They see as evil and will flee to red states to spread their control everywhere. Nowhere is safe from the left. I'm I'm getting that comment a lot on my new video. Um, but I just I I just can't tell people that we should engage in this bloody civil war right now. I, I, I can't get behind that. I'm not incurring any of the risks. Women w- are always protected in wartime. I can't be like, go fight these battles for me, men. <laughs> also, my husband's in the military. So like, what would that even look like? What would a civil war even look like? I don't know. What happens to the military in such a scenario? I, mean, I don't where know. Would the- I mean, they're mostly yeah. conservative. Uh, thank you, Sock Papa Joe. Uh, Agent Flippy again. Hate me if you want, but I laughed at the SNL bit. Uh, granted, I'm very easy to entertain. I also grant the jabs were in one direction, but the satirical presentation was rather humorous to me, at least. I mm. found it distasteful, and it made me hate everybody's face. 
that was there. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just the premises that it was operating under that that just don't work for me. I don't yeah. I don't find it funny at all, regardless of whether I mean I get it. Her Lindsay like her Lindsey Graham to me was kind of funny. The presentation, uh, Kate McKinnon's Lindsey Graham was kind of funny, but the premises are so stupid and just shitting on important values that I I can't get behind get into it. it. I can't enjoy it. Yeah. Seeking origin origin says SNL mocking rape. I thought nothing is funny about rape. Oh, right. It's only bad when misogynists do it. Right. Correct. Uh, Jacob says SNL has been left for a very long time. You simply didn't recognize it due to a combination of nostalgia glasses. True. And that you yourselves were left at the time. Chevy Chase has admitted as much. Isn't he like a card carrying communist Chevy Chase? Maybe. I mean, like I was saying, I have that gone back and watched a lot of those old skits within the last couple of months and I still find Same. them quite funny. So, I mean, it's, it's possible that it's a combination of both. I think it's worse than it's ever been yeah. right now. Um, Emily West, first time watching live. This whole thing is making me a crazy emotional whammon. I'm so mad. It's made me sick. I hear yeah. you, Emily. Like my mom texts me and she's like, I can't even sleep. I just wake up in the middle of the night angry every night. Yeah. I'm like, everybody's just pissed, pissed off. Um, Chris Rowling, can someone explain why Feinstein isn't required to withdraw from the process since she helped Ford? Huh. Seems like the ethical thing to do would be to recuse would, yourself right. and sit but out. But I don't think yeah. you have to legally. Otherwise, hmm. I would have heard about it before. <laughs> right? I don't know. Thank you, Chris. John Martin, a big donation. A female former coworker told me via Facebook, sorry if this is inconvenient for men, but this has to stop women, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this oh, is inconvenient for everyone, not just men. This is inconvenient for a functional, healthy society. What silliness. Man, that's that's a bummer <sighs> that's to hear. Frenchinator 2, Matt and I once made love, then my grandmom walked in on us and wanted to join in. She asked us to call her George Soros and wanted to make a contribution, if you know what I mean. Wow. You know, Karen Strong's listening to this, and so is my mom, and I'm saying your dirty okay, jokes, Okay, fuck it. You want to pick it up? Moving on. <laughs> you want to pick up at John? Sure, John, John says, when is SNL going to do a skit making fun of the Duke lacrosse team? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It sure yeah. was hilarious, considering the DA got disbarred for falsifying evidence. Also, this is just a job interview. What total BS. Yeah, I don't buy that argument at all either. I mean, am I to believe that if SNL Weekend Update guy gets a – somebody calls um, Lorne Michaels or whoever's running SNL and says, by the way, that guy uh, uh, assaulted me, and it's totally yeah. a bunk story, that yeah. he's supposed to go, well, I've been accused, and I have no right to due process or a presumption of innocence in my workplace setting, so I'll see you later. I'm resigning from my post at SNL because – because there's no presumption of innocence yet. That's not going to happen. It's a convenient argument. It's not a principled argument. So, uh, oh yeah, uh, tune in uh, dropout says, so what was in the envelope Sheila Jackson Lee passed to Ford's lawyer? I did see that. Did you see that clip? Mm-mm. It's At some point during a break in the testimony or maybe after Ford's testimony, the male lawyer for Ford was meeting behind Ford with Sheila Jackson Lee, that congresswoman, and she hands him an envelope of some kind and he stashes Why? it in her jacket. I mean, who knows what it might be? Your speculation is as good as mine. I I don't know. My wet blanket on that is like, if it was something truly sinister, would they do it so under the open, bright right? lights and in front of the cameras? I mean, who knows? If, if, there's, if somebody feels like they have a credible idea about what it might be, I'm open to it. But I just don't know why you'd be that open about being sinister if that's what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ick Jerk Studios. Did you see the uh, hack the election thing Cards Against Humanity is doing? I did not. One of the districts they are trying to flip his mind immediately donated to the Republican and will certainly get out the vote, even though they had already planned to. They're they're into political activism now. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I guess so. 
Thanks, oh, guys. We're making everything fun lame. Hmm. Tom Leach, dear blonde, p- uh, please do a stream where you explain the financial crisis or the housing bubble. Bubble. I could listen to you talk about QE all damn day. Oh, I did a video way back, but it's actually in the queue um, coming up because we are not in the great economic space that everybody seems to think we're in. So hmm. maybe I will. Thank you. Tom. Right. An ordinary anomaly says, is it? possible for america to get away from the ridiculous tribal politics how can we make dc have honest and truthful debates instead of outrage and lying to get a vote uh it's okay to be q i'm not sure what that reference is it's a star trek the next generation reference oh so you get it but i don't um i don't know i don't know because because as i said i keep saying we don't agree on these foundational values anymore i can i can cooperate with and compromise with people who agree on the fundamental rules the fundamental yep. values of our society, but we don't have that anymore. So I'm left really confused <laughs> and not really sure how to handle this. I wish I had good recommendations. Yeah. Normally it's like, well, talk it out and see what you agree on and work from there. That's the problem. We don't agree on anything. Nothing. So what are we supposed to do? Matt Addington, moving on. Sorry to leave you hanging, but Matt Addington said, watch the ESPN documentary Fantastic Lies about the Duke Lacrosse uh, case. The same exact SJWs were so eager to convict those three innocent boys. What happened to them is absolutely heartbreaking. I'll have to check that out. I know the story generally, but I don't know the details. Uh, Lil Wang says, believe all women unless you're a Kennedy, then drive her off a bridge (laughs) and leave her to drown. Wonder if the line of the Senate was ever questioned about his beer intake. (laughs) Wow. That is... uh, Damn girl. Uh, Cy Cooper says Lindsey Graham's moment was him realizing that the old days are over. uh, Bipartisanship bipartisanship is dead and the Democrats killed it. Yeah, maybe fair point. Lindsey Graham has always been willing to compromise and that's why a lot of people didn't like him. Keep in mind, he voted for Kagan. He voted for Sotomayor. He has not been partisan to this degree on the Supreme Court. He's let Obama's nominees get through, but for Merrick Garland, the one that they stonewalled. And I want to address this point really quick, even though we're tight on time, I know, but Everybody's referencing Merrick Garland. Oh, Merrick Garland was blocked. He never got a hearing. My personal opinion is that Merrick Garland should have had a hearing and had a vote. And if you don't want him on the court, vote him down. That's my personal opinion. But to say that the Merrick Garland Garland case is the same as the Brett Kavanaugh case. Okay, simply not holding a hearing and not voting or not voting to have him on the court or not. That's not the same as a smear campaign and ruining his reputation. How are those equatable at all? But they just say, well, Merrick Garland, you did it to Merrick Garland. No, they didn't. I'm sorry. I missed the Merrick Garland sexual assault accusations. I missed the Merrick Garland character assassination. When did that happen? Ugh, these people. Okay. Um, I lost my place. Oh, Jim P. Marxists masquerading as liberals destroy logic and reason in the West. Uh, only fear GOP will invade doctor-patient care. Yes, abor- uh, yes, abortion politics keeps Dems in power. Drop it now. Beating Marxists matters more. I'm not sure I follow totally. Me neither. Um, abortion politics keeps Dems in power. Well, I think that's the great irony of all of this. Like, what's what's the fundamental reason behind this gigantic fit that they're throwing? Because they want to maintain abortion. They want to be able to keep killing fetuses. That's why we're seeing this entire circus. This is the hill you're going to die on for real. Yeah. John Martin. Oh, on Ford's testimony, was it a thing to have bedroom doors with locks on them? I'm old uh, and all my life, only outer doors and bathroom doors had locks. Just a thought. Hmm. Interesting. 
Snarf stuff. This show is the perfect palate cleanser after shits of a week. Uh, this has been Keep It Up. I look forward to the show every Sunday. Well, thank, thank you. you. That's sir. very kind. That's very encouraging. And we enjoy making it. So we do. appreciate it. Big Lambda. Matt and I once made. Do I have to read these? You want <laughs> me to read this once, one? Sure, go for it. Matt and I once made love, but I don't know the time, the place, nor what year it occurred. Indelible in the hippocampus was one of the young men in line outside who said he just, quote, made love to Matt. Christensen. You guys are all fags, all of you. Uh, Kai Cooper, if this Good. protester nonsense, if this protester nonsense starts up at a restaurant while I'm eating, I'm going to pay my tab and then I'm going to start throwing punches. I know every time I see this happen, I'm like, it is amazing to me that you, that these people have that they're able to to control their emotions enough that they don't get yeah. violent. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. good for you, Techers. Um, Radica says, couldn't tolerate more Kavanaugh coverage, but had to hop in and say Coca-Cola death squads for everyone, especially the trans dyke. Which yeah. trans dyke? Oh, the hoax hate. Yeah. And I totally get the Kavanaugh fatigue to some extent, uh, to a large extent. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm it. very, I, it's been the majority of the videos I've done recently. We've done, I think, we got to do it for another week, now. too. God Probably knows have to revisit what accusations it. are going to come out this week. The reality is, it's not about Brett Kavanaugh. It's it's really about those foundational things. Like, hey, we're going to keep presumption of innocence. We're going to keep doing that. Hey, we all believe in due process. We're going to keep doing that. That's why it's so important, you know? And that's why it, it keeps getting hit with wall-to-wall coverage though i totally get it goes on and on and on a uh, little wang deborah Katz, and christine blasey ford look like dikey cliff diving editions of wayne and car God. <laughs> I, I like you dangerous spaces so this week we've seen women support witch hunts and a black guy support angry mobs do you guys not teach history in the u.s we really don't hmm. that's the only way either of those viewpoints actually make any sense uh yeah. last one i believe is it the last one? Nick Kramer says, I like your show. Thank you, Nick. Well, thanks. Um, oh, no, it's not the last one. Uh, Carl Bunt, calling this a job interview exemplifies the problem with rape accusations. They do not have to be provably true to ruin a man's life, but they have to be provably true to win a defamation suit. Yes. Yeah. Um, the last one for real is from Redicus. I have to stop you, Matt. Garland was retribution for Biden delaying a Bush appointee. Garland was retribution for Bush for Biden delaying a Bush appointee. I'm not aware of the case. Uh, I don't, th- here's the difference. I don't think the Senate had an obligation to do it necessarily. I think that it's that having a hearing and, and holding the vote would have been in accordance with generally speaking, the Senate's advice and consent rule under the constitution. I don't think the Senate had to vote him in. I would just, I would like a system whereby if the president makes a nomination, the Senate considers it, votes it up or down and we move along. But, to say that these things, it's the same thing as the Brett Kavanaugh thing. That's not what Redicus is saying. But I, I, anyone, like if I hear the term Merrick Garland, I, I keep seeing this in comment sections. His name is Merrick Garland. They say it like he died or something like that. Like his like name that. is Seth Rich. Yeah, his name is, maybe maybe it's that. Are they making fun of the Seth Rich thing? Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's the context. Maybe there is a, maybe they can actually meme and there's some humor there that I don't understand. But they always treat it like he, he passed away and we have to remember him or something. I'm tapped out, man. Anyway, yeah, it's been an exhausting week. And wow, we're we were way past time. Anyway. No, I got a hungry husband downstairs. I can hear him rummaging around the kitchen. I better go take care of this. Okay. So uh we'll close it out there. Appreciate everybody hanging out and going through yet another uh Kavanaugh marathon. Hopefully this will get resolved quickly and we don't have to (laughs) revisit it again for an hour. But you know, we'll see where it goes. Appreciate uh, everybody listening later on demand as well. If you're on YouTube or an audio platform, appreciate you. 
Um, if you're interested in more of the show, you want to hear more of this, there is more content on the audio platforms that you won't find on YouTube, including the call-in show from every Wednesday night. Check those out. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for it. And you can always email us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see what happens then. Appreciate everybody. Have a good night.